Everything's under control. Situation normal. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. I'm your host, as always, Steve Sesnick, and I am joined uh, to myself by the Reverend Joe Laporta. What's up, man? Uh, howdy, y'all. Howdy. Uh, also with us this evening, uh, even further south, Carlos Ramirez. What's up, man? Doing good. Waiting for, uh, where are we at? Uh, 22 hours left for some football, finally. Yeah, we're going to have some football tomorrow night. That's, that's, a, good, that's a good thing, hopefully. <laughs> I'm excited. I can't yeah. wait to almost win the league again this year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, we, your we, expectations we our, are a might bit higher than mine. Yeah, we we did our fantasy draft last week, and uh, so we'll see how how that plays out. I, I basically drafted a meme team. I'm calling it. So I I'm not. I like. I'm not gonna lie. I did not remember how I drafted. And I looked at the team today, and I was just, like, very, very impressed with myself. So, <laughs> hopefully, uh, I'll have another good year. Yeah. My, my team's either going to be terrible or great, depending on how good Tampa Bay actually ends up being. <laughs> so. I think they'll be good. Yeah. I just, I'm not, I'm not buying that they'll just, you know, like, be like a, the, what's it, the 2007 Patriots when they were scored in, like, Four oh, or yeah, five yeah. touchdowns again. Like they're not going to be like a fantasy offense. I think they're going to be good. They yeah. just have a lot of weapons, so it's going to it's going to be spread around a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. But uh, um, I'm I'm just a yeah I'm a New England fan and still a Tom Brady fan. So I, f- I figure I'm gonna I'm just and this year is going to be so weird with God only knows how many guys are going to end up getting COVID and missing games and like weird random crap like that. So I'm I'm kind of not worrying about it this year and just. I just drafted guys that I actually kind of want to see, want to watch play, so <laughs> um, so hopefully that works out. But uh, all right, uh, Joe, what do you get to drink? I went to Dragon Con this weekend, and no one was there to share the beer with me, mm. so I am abstaining from alcohol because of the f- gosh forty eight beers I must have drank in two days. Oh yeah, that's 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 good. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a bit. I mean, yeah. some of it was Monday morning, so maybe you know, <laughs> two and a half. Yeah. So yeah, you you cram you crammed a lot of uh, decon drinking into. Uh, <laughs> that was a substantial number of PBRs. Yes, that is, that is a lot of PBRs. <laughs> so, all right, Carlos, what do you got? Uh, I got one of those twelve pack variety packs for Terrapin. So. Uh-huh. I'm doing a little hopsecutioner right now, but ah, nice. there's some other ones in that pack there, so I'll be drinking those later. Cool. But I just uh, wanted to go back to the basics. It's been yep. a little bit since I've gotten like a good IPA pack, so ah, pretty excited. Okay. Well, I have a Bold City Brewery 1901 Roasted Red Ale, which is quite delicious. This is this is one of my favorites from them, so I uh, I pick that up whenever I can, but. Uh, all right. Well, on to the topics of the week. So um, I think we're going to we're going to start off tonight with this, with uh, with uh, Dathomir. So we're going to talk about the results from Dathomir and um, the uh, the unfolding Nantex invasion that's going on. <laughs> um, you know, we saw it. I love the um, 
all the bug memes, the yeah. Starship Trooper memes that yeah, were all over the uh, group pages. That is, that is the best part about this is the Starship Trooper memes. Uh, yes, <laughs> I will. I'm all about it. Yeah, so that is that is the one. So that's, that's the silver lining that we'll take from this. <laughs> Um, but we saw it, you know, kind of start in Corellia. Obviously, Bohan Lee won Corellia with with a Nantex list, which, you know, I, you know, we expected that to increase Nantex turnout for the next tournament, which it did. And, um, you know, it, it's it just proved itself again to be an extremely good list. It, it won again. Um, if I can pronounce his name correctly, and forgive me if I don't, uh, Fon Langalan. Uh, won it from Amsterdam squadron. So he was, um, he was at the worlds that I went to the last, I think it must've, I don't think it was the last one that was at the, um, at the, uh, at the game shop, basically at the, the, FNG the, game, shop. At the game center. Yeah. It may have been, I'm not hundred percent sure, but, um, he was actually, I think it was either top 16 or top eight. And he mm-hmm. knocked out Paul Heaver. Oh wow! Um, it was one of the most exciting like games that I had seen in a while because they played chicken for basically thirty minutes, uh-huh. um, and he pulled some crazy uh, move at the last second um, that got him half points. I think it was with uh, like he blocked one damage with lots Razi enough to uh-huh. keep the half points on <laughs> Manaru, and yeah. then he feedbacked the ray and, oh, <laughs> and got half points on. Uh, Assage that uh, Paul was running, so it was just it was a crazy finish. But I, I recognized his name when I saw it, and I was like, "Oh, that's that guy!" Because it was like it was probably like one of the more exciting finishes that I'd seen. Yeah, um, at Worlds. That's cool. So um, yeah, but anyways, he was uh, he basically took the Bohan list and went one step further on the uh, on the the bid. Uh, he just took off another Predator. So uh, it's you know six Petronaki aces all with crack shot and two of them with Predator instead of three. So you can do as many as four with Predator to get to 200, but you know we're 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 already seeing you know we're seeing the bidding war going on with these with lists already. The question is how low you can go before they before it becomes non-competitive with the rest of the meta. Um, so you know, well, I'm sure people are going to be experimenting with that, and we'll see how low it ends up. But um, you know, right now we're down two crack shots, so it's down to 196. Um, for this winning list, I think other people took bigger bids and tried different things out, but, um, but Fawn ended up taking it home. So, um, so yeah, so anyways, he's number one. So, all right, Carlos, what do you think about this, the, this, the Nantex here? What's, what, what are your just kind of initial thoughts after seeing these couple of tournaments now that, um, and what it's doing to the, to the meta? Well, I mean, it comes a little bit as a surprise. I, you know, I thought that basically the the kind of um, you know supreme choice for you know choosing the Nantex was the um, the uh, pinpoint track, tractor array uh, used alongside the talent and snare. Um, and snare, right? And then you know using that obviously with along with high pilot skill or high initiative uh, with Sunfog and then the other one. Um, so I'm a little surprised, but kind of not, you know, uh, we did see, and I think we may talk about it, um, saw some point reductions, uh, for the chassis, um, especially some of the lower ones. So you kind of, you know, you, you run into this 
situation, you know, we talked about this as, you know, once it gets down to a certain point um, value where if you spam it, it becomes a problem. Yeah. And I think we have, we have seen it, you know, we, we see mm-hmm. it now, we, we've seen it before and we'll continue to see it again. Yeah. Um, but I, I, yeah, I mean, my, my main question here is, um, I think you've probably been watching uh, some of these matches play out more than me. Um, how often is the uh, ship um, ability uh, being used? Is it used pretty heavily or do you think it's just kind of one of those, uh, if it's opportune, it's, it's being used? Um, are, are you talking about just as far as just using the pinpoint tractor right in general? Correct. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's pretty frequent. Um, it, it's not, not all of them, do, you know, usually what happens is it's, it's like any kind of, especially cause this is a swarm that doesn't need to stick together necessarily. So they'll kind of start off in a bunch, uh, or sometimes in two separate squads and, and they'll kind of, you know, act together for a little bit. And then once the, the knife fighting starts and the, and the, and it gets messier, they, they start kind of breaking off doing their own thing. And then, you know, if somebody needs to turn their arc, they turn their arc. Um, and uh, or if they need a booster or barrel roll, they do it. So and that, that that was I, I was going to mention that it's, it's it's a little bit of a combo, right? Because yeah. you know you're you're using it for the boost and barrel roll, and as well as the uh, rotate arc. So mm-hmm. um, I mean, is it is it kind of benefiting you know both things? Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I mean, if it's it's basically, I mean, obviously, ensnare is is its own kind of animal of you know, disgusting this, but it's in snare just kind of is just, you know, obviously it amplifies the ability. So it's, it's like, it gives you the ability with also the ability to like get rid of the negative and give the negative to somebody else. So, and it kind of has its own sort of artificial double reposition that way too. Um, but that was kind of nerfed obviously because of the way they nerfed the tractor beams um, and the way they work on enemy ships. Um, so, you know, without, you know, now that now the enemy ships can kind of spin around, and um, so if you tracked them, they could, but they can still spin 90 degrees and get a shot on you. It's not nearly as awesome as it was when you were just able to arc dodge them and still get a range one four die, you know, shot with Sunfock, right? So, um, yeah. So it's, you know, it's not that, but when you look at it from a generic standpoint, and the, just the fact that there's six of them, their time on target is massive. Um, I would say it's probably the best time on target in the game, even better than the A-Wings. Um, and I think it's, in some ways, a better quality time on target because the way that the A-Wings have to fly, um, you end up getting more of those you know, range two and range three back arc shots as you're kind of flying away from things. Um, these guys just knife fight. I mean, they once you get in the into like range one with them, they're it's really hard to escape because one there's six of them, so it's hard to get out of that pile up, and uh, and two they're just doing those kind of hard ones and moving the their turret wherever they need it to be, um, and regardless of bumping into things, that's the, that's the other part because of the fully execute thing. So it doesn't matter if they bump into stuff; they're just they, you know they're just going to do whatever they need to do to get an arc on something and and just get dice. So it's. You know, to me, it really just boils down to being a dice efficiency thing where um, they just have a ton of dice to throw and they are co- constantly able to, th- to throw dice because they, they can always get their arc on something. 
And we talked about this, like just the efficiency on that. Um, one of the questions I had, and uh, this may be a rules question here for Joe, which I may not know the answer to. Do you uh, have, so when it says, after you execute a maneuver, you may gain one tractor token to perform a rotate arc action. Can you rotate arc to the same arc that it's currently active on? I mean, you it's just a may, so you could just leave it. No, it doesn't say may. Oh, yeah, so you may gain one tractor token. So that's oh, okay. the that's the may. But then oh, can you after tractor you gain that tractor to token, do that? Yeah, that's a great. Well, basically, you're really... you're still you have to perform the rotate arc action. You, you do can you rotate to... arc to the same? Arc? No, you cannot. It's um, it's in the it's in the rules. I, I think I can't remember if they executed or something, but it's in there somewhere where it, it says that. Um, I wasn't 100 percent sure on that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can you can't rotate to the same arc that you're already using, um, which isn't as big a deal with this. That that was that's more of a pain when you're using ensnare. Um, because you really want to, you know, get that tractor beam and use right. it on something. Um, but without, without ensnare, it, it doesn't really matter. You don't, if you don't have to move your arc, then you don't do it. So, well, I, only if you, if you want to get the, I mean, the want, reposition. Yeah. If you really need the reposition. Um, but that means that you give up if, if the arc is better to work, to sit where it stays, you know, you may not want to reposition. Yeah. So this is one of the things. There is a little bit of a give and take in that that scenario. Yeah. Um, and I was just kind of. I'm just. I'm dissecting this for the first time because I haven't actually seen it play, and I probably will uh, watch some videos since I'm preparing for the the last tournament um, towards October. Yeah. Um, you're playing in the um, uh, Ryloth. Correct. Yeah. So. Um, and who knows if this will even exist by then. But um, still, like, I, I do want to kind of study it. Um, so I'm kind of get, getting here at the ground floor. Um, so, I mean, what, what do you think besides, obviously, the spam factor of it, right? There's six of them. Um, it's got a good dial. Um, yeah. yeah, it's got a great dial. Um, it's got a good pilot ability uh, or a ship ability. Mm -hmm. um, you got crack shot, which, you know, obviously synergizes. You only have a bullseye arc in the front anyway, so you might yeah. as well use bullseye abilities um is there something else i mean that that's a lot right yeah uh, is there something else that also is like okay well this is the reason this list is not good um like, like i said i think it really just boils down to its time on target and it's a its ability to you know because even though that that turret arc where most of its shots are coming from are two die shots it's able to maintain a range one um pretty easily so it can it, it can it can maintain that range one and make those three die shots and keep them three die shots for a pretty extended period of time um which i think is probably the biggest thing with it so it's getting a lot of three die shots that way and then if it happens to get something in its bullseye arc with crack shot active it's you know or and predator if it's one of the predator ships it's just it's going to be a painful experience for that for whatever it's shooting at so uh, yeah i, I really I, I think it to me i think it just comes down to time on target and um just the pure amount of dice that it's able to throw and it's it's just really hard for ships for for other ships to deal with that and because it can kind of fly in a weird way it doesn't have to it doesn't have to maintain arc the way other ships have to maintain arc um which 
makes it easier. So if one gets damaged, it can it can pretty easily like get out of the fight, but still be able to shoot. So, it, you know that it just has a lot of good options that way, and it's it gets really hard to. Um, it, it's it's the snowball effect essentially. You know, you start losing something, and like the first ship you lose or whatever, and and then all of a sudden, like, and you've only done like, you know, maybe a half points on one of them, or, and it, it just starts snowballing, and and you just can't keep up, um, at that point. It's just a it's just like a damage race that you can't keep up with. So, um, I don't know. That's 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 kind of how I see it. Joe, what do you what do you think about these about these Nantexes here? I mean, it, it was very targeted what they did with the points change. It seemed like we talked about this in the last few weeks where most of the point changes for unique starships, I'm sorry, for non-unique starships, you know, for something non-limited, end up being one point away from being able to play a specific number of them, right? Mm -hmm. Like we looked at plenty of things that were, the point costed at 41, so you couldn't play, you couldn't spam five of them, yeah. right? It seemed like design had specific numbers in mind for how many of them you should be able to play. Yeah. I think the Nantex, the numbers should have been five. Yeah. I think it's about the simplest fix in the entire world. I mean, it has some subtle advantages as a list and it's good, but I think they just broke critical mass. Yeah. I mean, I think being able to play six, three attack ships with, you know, multi-arc, mm -hmm. which is at the end of the day, what they are, you know what I mean? They're, they're, yes, they are a bullseye and not a full you know, three attack front arc, but they're basically six, three attack ships. Is, is there anything else in the game that you can get six of? It's three attack. Um, not that I can think of or four. that. That's the other thing too, that we haven't even mentioned yet is that it's four it's four initiative. Um, yeah. which is like, like I can't really think of anything. It's a great value for six yeah. ships. I can't, because really you can, once you get rid of an ACE, you know, four initiative becomes mm -hmm. the higher, a higher initiative. Yeah. Yeah. Well, plus, like Carlos pointed out too, I mean, the, both of the EPTs or talents or whatever they call them now, they're no longer pregnancy talents, tests yeah. or whatever they are. Yeah, talents, yes. Um, I lost my train of thought only because I saw a mod the other day where somebody managed to program the original Doom game into a pregnancy test screen. <laughs> oh, I saw that. <laughs> which was about the coolest thing I've seen in a long time. So yeah, that'll, that'll be right. my aside for the day that I'll try to stay up talking of, after that. Speaking of Dune, the trailer came out today. So I'm not sure if you guys checked that I out I haven't yet. watched it yet, but, I, but I, it looks... <laughs> you just went from Doom out of pregnancy test to Dune, which yeah. is an amazing oh, segue. That's, oh, no. Mind completely I thought, blown. I thought you, no, sorry. That was me. Missing, I thought you had said Dune. I actually watched the Dune trailer five times today, so yeah, believe me, I saw it. Yeah, <laughs> I done saw it. I pulled it apart. I, I've been thinking of nothing else, but but also the fact that it has two extremely efficient talents that you can put in those two talent slots that make you know optimal yeah. use of the fact that you have to shoot out of a bullseye arc anyway. Yeah, I mean it just it it's a monster created by them moving most of the chassis points onto ensnare because ensnare was a huge problem. Yeah. And then there being a vacuum where they're like, oh, wait, no, now this thing's all kinds of cheap. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah. that's all there is to it. Yeah. My no, opinion. it was, no, and I think you're right. I think it's, I think they just, it's a, it was a critical mass issue. And, you know, I think we found out now that six is too many of these things. <laughs> yeah. I think five, it's a, it's a beatable list. Yeah. I think it still performs in tournaments, but it doesn't, you know. I think, I mean, you know, and there's a ton of different opinions out the out out there on this. A lot of people have are, you know, mad. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny watching people argue ab about the 
the different things that they think are broken about this. Um, because there are a few different things really, but it's, it's always like, uh, it's like death by a thousand cuts. It's like this little thing and this little thing. And then eventually it just kind of adds up to something ridiculous. And well, I mean, it's three dimensional volume, right? I mean, basically if you say this thing is a good chassis because it has good stats and then you multiply it times another volume of, you know, of, I'm losing my train of thought. Oh, the special abilities it yeah. has. Yeah. yeah. Then when you multiply yeah. it one more time times the fact that you can have six. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a force multiplier. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. force multiplier, and and that's exactly it. And I think I, I was kind of alluding to that. It was just like, is there one definitive thing that makes it broken? It's not. It's no. just the. It's the. Yeah. The if, multiplication you, of all the different components. Yeah, because if you fix the fully execute thing, and leave it at this point cost, it's still, it's still bad. It's still almost just as bad, right? Like that. Don't, that's still somewhat situational. Now, there, it, it adds a feel bad element to playing against it beyond just. You can block it. You can yeah. start blocking them. You can start playing the blocking game. Yeah, yeah. You can start playing. So the there is a counter to it. So there, so it gives you a little bit of a counter, but it's still, you know, it's still like, is that going to break this list or make it not not work anymore? No. No. So. I, I, I think. Uh, I, yeah, I think it was identified. Uh, pretty easily with by Joe as just said I think five was probably enough yeah um, I think um you know if they wanted to give it some extra points to work with um to be able to have some upgrades with five of them you know I would I would say so what is the, the threshold 34 uh 33 unless you have six um so I I mean I'd probably if it were me I'd put it to 34 which is still a four yeah, point 34 or 35 yeah. I was thinking 35 35 leaves you with 25 points to play with that means you can still load them all up with Crackshot and Predator, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so essentially, you know, it, it's just one less ship. And I, I think that that's what really makes a difference here. Um, yeah. It's just the the, the amount of, of ships you have to deal with. Yeah. So now there are other versions of this list, too, and, and that, are, that are also doing well. So it's not like it's just the six, this, this uh, six Nantex version. Um, there's also... Uh, and this is actually a version that I played against in Corellia was um, General Grievous with Solus One, uh, and then four Petronaki Aces with Gravitic, uh, Gravitic Deflection and Crack. Uh, the version I played against had Predator in it. Um, this uh, guy who uh, uh, Charlie uh, Clote, uh, who came in the top eight, um, and he's actually number one in Swiss, uh, was playing it with three Crack Shots and a Marksmanship version. Um, so this is a five ship version, but you have a you have a very kind of tough um, kind of ace almost. I mean, he's still a four, but Grievous um, with Solus one is, you know, he's he's not easy to kill. Uh, and it's a three die ship that you that you have to to, to punch with. And then um, it's adding in this gravitic deflection, which adds in like a whole nother layer of um, kind of feels bad. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if you've played against this ever before or anything like this but no it's uh, interesting it's interesting because so you're kind of using it um to your own advantage to tractor beams yeah or uh tractor tokens yeah exactly so the interesting thing about it is that i think in a if you know in a lot of ways it, it kind of negates the negative effect mm-hmm. of the tractor beams by you right. know, losing that die so I in the game and the guy the guy that I played against in Corellia who was flying this this version, um, I think I had I had one of the the Nantexes down to one hull for almost the entire game and couldn't finish it. 
because I just, you know, my, it was a combination of my red dice going a little bit cold. Like I, I was having trouble getting like three hits. I was, I was rolling, you know, I just kept, even with mods, I just kept ending up, ending up with two hits. And then he's like, and then he's, you know, rolling his dice and re-rolling and, and, and getting his evades and, you know, just not dying. <laughs> it was, and it was pretty frustrating. You know, it's like, it's the same feeling like when you're flying against Boba and you're, you're flying against Boba and he's just sitting there re-rolling defensive dice and like you're chipping like maybe one at a time or nothing into him and he's just taking forever to die. <laughs> Yeah, essentially, yeah, two dice um, with a re-roll is just as good as three dice, except that you don't cap out at three evades. Yeah. Um, that's basically it. I mean, you have uh, basically just the same probability um, to get two evades as rolling three dice. Yeah. So. So, um, so it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good, and it's also like, uh, it's, you know, it's not particularly fun to fly against when you've got four of these ships out there. Because that means that most of the time they're going to have two rerolls on defense, um, and whether or not it, and it's also not even you know range restricted like Boba is. So they're just getting those you know rerolls. Doesn't need to be in the arc. Um, I don't. Let me. So look. here's the uh, here's the card by the way, just yeah. to make sure. Uh, it says while you defend, you may reroll one defense die for each tractor ship. In the, the attack, attack arc. Yeah. So, so chances are, because of the way they fly, you're going to have multiple mm -hmm. in the arc. And you get one um, you get one for for yourself, and then you get one for a buddy, you know. So it's it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be two rerolls a, a lot if you're especially if you're using the um, the pinpoint tractor array frequently to kind of make use of gravitic deflection. So, yeah, so I think that's a really good list, too. That's a real, uh, another really good version of it. Um, and what, it will, what I think is going to be kind of interesting this to watch is as the, as the bids kind of go deeper on, the, on, the, on like the primary six Petronaki list, does, you know, does this list rise up a little bit you know, when those lists kind of, kind of come down in, in, um, in ability? Uh, maybe, maybe this one kind of outpaces them once they lose too many, uh, too many toys. So. The, the only thing that like, I was like, Oh, well you got general grievous, but it's still initiative four. Uh, yeah. so I was, I was waiting to see, Oh, uh, general grievous must be initiative five. And that may be the edge, right? Your initiative killing ships. But, uh, there, there's no real edge there on initiative. No. Uh, it's just a beefier ship. Uh, mm -hmm. to take down so yeah it'd be interesting to see uh how this kind of plays out um I'm, the one thing i'm curious about is you know would ffg take action you know right now um you know these tournaments that um that this is uh happening in yeah. are in online tournaments non-section you know sanctioned ffg events yeah so is it really a problem, you know, in FFG's eyes, considering there's no actual events? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it may or may not be to them. They, uh, you know, it's, I, I know, you know, it's one of those things like, you know that they're seeing the results from these tournaments. Like they're not, they're not not seeing what's happening. The, the question is whether or not they're going to admit to it publicly, essentially, by, by making some sort of 
uh, emergency fix to this um, or just waiting until the January points release to, to, to do anything about it. Because, I mean, we're not going to have any premier level events um, in X-Wing. And, uh, you know, they don't lose any money by making a fix. Uh, I mean, they don't lose any money by not providing effects. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. I hate to be the cynical one here, but they're like, so there's a list that requires you buy six of this ship? Yeah. Man, that's a that's a real bummer. We should yeah. probably do something about that eventually once the sales numbers look like, and now we have, okay, yep, fix yeah. it now. They're all sold out. We sold out all the ones that we made. Yep. Yeah. Time to fix it. Well, the question, the question Recall. is- Recall. Yeah, the question also though is because we are in you know the current situation we're in and there aren't any premier events, and let's say they do let this go till January. I mean, from a sales perspective, that's not going to really help you. Like, if most people aren't going to go out and most people are. No, people will go out and buy them. People, I, that's the whole thing. People will, like right now, people will definitely go out and buy them. You know, if, if, if I, there's I mean, any indication played. that local events may start coming back up, you'd rather have six of them in your stash that to start trying to buy six of them now yeah, when when, I mean, when events start happening. The other thing though is that there isn't the only thing that there is going to be locally possibly is store championships. And store championships are still I believe hyperspace um assuming, you know, I know the second half of the season was technically supposed to be um, you choose you choose, but I don't know if we've ever I don't think we've actually officially reached that. I don't you know what I mean like there's all these store championships that never got played, never got used um, sitting around from the first season. So I'm assuming those are still supposed to be hyperspace events. And you can play the Nantex in hyperspace, but you can't play Crackshot. Um, so, you know, does that weaken the list enough to make it not really a hyperspace list? Or, I mean, I think it's still good enough, honestly, but I don't know. I think it's way better in hyperspace. I'm, I'm confused yeah. where it would... I mean, yeah, you lose crack shot, but you know what you don't lose? I don't know. Everything that's above four pilot skill. Yeah, exactly. Like, think of the number of aces that are not hyperspace legal, and all of a sudden that four pilot skill looks yeah. sexy. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of ace lists aren't going to, you know, are going to do a pretty good job of avoiding that um, bullseye arc anyways. So you're, against an ace list, you're counting on your on your turret arc to do the work and just the fact that you have six things that can shoot. Um, and, and because you can get your turret arc wherever you want it to be, you know, it, you can catch up to those aces and, and, and you can get shots on them. It's, it's, and then they have to, in order to avoid the bullseyes, they probably have to end up getting into other, you know, turret arcs that instead. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I mean, yeah, the crack shots are obviously great. I think they make the list even better, but I don't know that I, I think in hyperspace, this list would is just fine without the crack shots. Um, I don't think you'll have any problems in hyperspace. So, because, I mean, you also have a lot less predators in hyperspace anyways. So, and, you know, this thing, that's the other thing too. This thing is really like, you know, to me, it's, it's, a, it's a swarm killer. So it's like, a, it's a swarm that decimates other swarms. <laughs> so just because of the pilot skill. And I mean, I think it decimates other swarms. I don't think aces like playing against it because you have six multi arc ships floating around. Yeah, and I don't think that large base ships are particularly happy that you can uh, bullseye them with three, uh, three attack die for yeah. six different ships. I don't yeah. know. There's a lot of aces that are enjoying that day. I don't know. I don't really think there's an arc. There is I, an, another archetype that that likes playing against this at all. 
<laughs> I can't really think of a reason. Like like you said, I think, you know, it's going to chew up fat ships with bullseye arcs. It's going to chew up swarms with initiative and bullseye arcs. And um, it's going to chew up aces by just kind of forcing them to dance around so much that they're not getting good shots and possibly losing mods because they're they're having to use actions on repositioning more and and then eventually just just dying to the plethora of dice so yeah i don't i don't think it's a good situation for for any archetype that i can think of off the top of my head but um but yeah so it's it's a rough it's just a rough list so we'll i mean we'll see what what ends up happening with ffg if they decide to do anything i tend to think they're they're not going to do anything till the january points update um just because there isn't anything real official going on for them to have say, i don't see a whole lot of impetus for them I and mean, what's it going to do yeah. ruin one of their events yeah it's not so <laughs> what's everybody going to do go to worlds and say i had a bad time I'm like man what worlds do you go to yeah so so yeah so i mean obviously so we had you know fawn won the tournament with this list um it was a mirror match in the final um against andrew Privat. Um, who was also playing the same exact list, except he went maxed up to 200 with four Predators. Um, obviously, the initiative bid makes a huge difference. Being able to move last um, uh, against in the mirror match was, was, a, was a huge difference. Um, so I think you had, yeah, you had two of them. Two of the top four were these um, Nantex lists. Um, the other two lists in the top four was... Uh, Tim Open uh, with uh, it was another separatist list, but it was um, it was a uh, more it was a gre- it was Grievous uh, two bombardment drones and three Trade Federation drones with Discord missile three Discord missiles grappling struts the the bombardment drones had proxy mines and landing struts and crack shot and Solus one and Grievous so this one just kind of had a mix of all the the kind of candy that um, the uh, first the separatist swarms like to take. Um, so, I mean, and it also goes to show you how good the separatists are in general, that this isn't even the best, what would be probably, what would be considered to be the best list in separatists right now. And it's still in the top four. Um, so the other, um, really interesting one in the top four was, uh, Philip Vukic and he was playing uh, Captain Fairoff with Ruthless, Admiral Sloan, and a hull upgrade, and uh, five Sanar Specialists. Uh, that's right, the TIE Aggressors with dorsal turrets. <laughs> so, Everybody at home is now going and being like, what the heck do those do again? Yeah. So, I mean, these are just the basic, you know, Sanar Specialists, you know, the, the basic generics um, with the dorsal turrets. I think the dorsal turrets came down in price. Um, which helped make these even cheaper. And the, the aggressors have, have been coming down as well. So like the signer specialist is down to 26 points and the dorsal turrets down to two points. Uh, <laughs> so it's 20, 28 points for, for uh, these signer specialists with dorsal turrets, um, which, you know, kind of gives you, you know, it's, it's not an Antex. I don't think anybody's going to call it an Antex by any stretch, but it gives you a multi-arc ship and a lot of them for really cheap. Um, and which, you know, we all, I think everybody kind of knows how good Sloan can be. And this is just kind of proving it that, you know, Sloan is able to take, uh, tie aggressors to the top four of this, uh, of this tournament. <laughs> so, uh, what do you, what do you guys, what do you guys think about these, uh, about, about Sloan here in the tie aggressors? 
Well, it's not the only Sloan list that did well either, was it? I believe there was another one that was a um, a rack with her on there. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. remember what the non-unique was? Was it more of the Ty aggressors? Uh, no, I think it was that. That list is generally just the um, the Academy pilots. Uh, yeah. I th- so I mean, for starters, we're seeing the power of Sloan. For second, I think there's a a big shift towards multi arc ships or enhanced arc ships, especially when you get to a critical mass on them. Because of that concept you're talking about earlier, with the time on target for those ships, they have a lot of ships which have a lot of shots, and when you multiply that times being able to have even more shots, you know, just by not missing shots even when you fly them wrong, mm-hmm. they cover a lot of territory. Yeah, I mean it's almost impossible to fly one of these Nantex lists or one of the the Tie Aggressor list without having almost like a kill box by default, right? Yeah. Like, it's almost impossible to f- face these in a specific way where you don't have multiple shots on the same guy. Mm-hmm. It's like almost, ge- it becomes a geometric problem not to have that happen. Yeah. So I think that's a huge part of what's going on right now. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I think uh, top 16 was uh, Wouter o- Oahand, um, who was playing Chirinu with Ruthless, Vader, Sloan, Novice Technician, Hull Upgrade, Dauntless with four Academy pilots, which is um, kind of become a that's i think that's a pretty well it's a little bit different the way with the way it's kitted out with novice tech and hull upgrade but the rear admiral chirinu with sloan invader and uh, and four academies has has become an archetype um that's that's showing up so i think the biggest problem it's gonna it's it's gonna have these days is really just an antex because those nantex are gonna just chew up oh yeah they're gonna take a large ship and just use it for target practice yeah so um so yeah uh, you know the the other version of uh well, let's see what what else did we have in the the top eight here um another interesting one was um uh sammy pateri ulvinen um and he was actually on um the fly better podcast this week too but he was flying um seven sister with fifth brother fire control homing missiles and two sigma squadron aces with crack shot um and he actually managed to beat two different uh, Nantex lists with this um, in the cut, um, or one in the cut and one in Swiss, I think, mm-hmm. um, on the day. So um, this is a you know really interesting list that uh, you know, obviously was able to, to beat some Nantexes, so it's, it, it's got some sort of, uh, some sort of game against it. Um, you know, Fifth Brother, I, I love Fifth Brother with the homing missiles. I mean, that's just, just so good. Um, and, and uh, Seven Sisters, I think one of the one of the better ships for her cost in the game. Like she just is cheap, and you don't need to really play anything on her. And um, and then the Sigma Squadron Aces with Crack Shot are obviously good. So what what do you guys, uh, Carlos? What do you think about this one? Uh, remind me, Sigma Squadron Ace is a Phantoms. Okay. Yeah. That that makes sense. Um, so I I love it. Yeah, and I think um, you know. <laughs> They kind of fall to the reposition and ability there uh, with the Phantoms. Um, yeah, Seven Sister. Uh, let's take a look here. I just want to make sure. If you could take a look and then read it out loud. <laughs> Seven Not sister, that I don't know right? what it is. <laughs> Seven Sister right. can spend uh, two force um, for a crack shot, basically. Yeah. While you perform a primary attack before the neutral. Blaze results subs, you may spend two force to cancel one invade result. Uh, that's pretty nice, you know. Uh, essentially, yeah, reusable crack shot is really good. 
Uh, and then fifth brother is uh, while you perform an attack after the neutralized result steps. If the attack hit, you may spend two force to add one crit result. Um, and then with the homing missile just by itself, I'm guessing that it's just to, you know, either choose to take a four attack, you know, uh, a four dice attack with a crit added on the end or suffer one damage. So, I mean, it's... Or, no, or suffer a damage and a crit because Fifth Brother's ability works, is set off by the homing missile. Damage. Oh, okay. So yeah. So essentially, yeah. It's just it's but damage if you do, damage if you don't. Um, yeah. So I feel like that is a consistent. You're about to take two damage. But. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very much. <laughs> very nice. So yeah, I I like that. Um, I I think that probably uh the the real stars here that are probably those those uh, phantoms, uh that repositioning uh, should definitely, um, help against the um the Nantex. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that you're, I think what we're starting to see, and the, actually the, the, the HMP gunship article came out today too, and this, this uh, the side slip maneuver it's got, and it, it's these, um, these ships with like, that have kind of like strange movement patterns, um, I think are, you know, they, they, they're really good, and, uh, and it's, being able to to kind of move in ways that most other ships can't um it makes it um really difficult to to deal with them um when you're kind of operating with the traditional rules of the game and you're playing against ships that aren't so um you know they don't have the same kind of forward momentum that uh that that everything else has in x-wing so i mean i think they really do test player skill and experience in a lot of ways if not yeah. skill then experience mm -hmm. i think they cause you to visualize the game in a very different way yeah so i don't know that i would call it a straight up advantage i think it i think it rewards players having played against them yeah significantly yeah which is one of the reasons why i think we're seeing some of these lists come seemingly out of nowhere i mean you know the nantex was what the nantex was before but the sun fact Sun fuck you, uh, Nantex is a very different thing than the Swarm. Yeah, and I think you're even seeing it with I don't know even things like the the Tie Aggressor that came kind of out of nowhere. I don't think there have been many successful ships until now that had a a front arc and then a rotating arc. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a bit of a maybe not a brain burner, but it's a thing that needs to be approached differently. And if you're not familiar with it. I think you lose the first game against it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In a tournament setting where a lot of people haven't, well, I don't think people have been playing a lot, but I'm not on the, I don't go on the internet where people <laughs> would be playing. So yeah. that's perhaps a thing they're doing. But I it think is. in a, a not getting a lot of reps and not getting a lot of practice universe, some of these things are bound to pop up out of nowhere. And, you know, getting a free game or two against somebody that's never played against this ship in a tournament, that's a pretty big advantage. Yeah, and we, we've seen this happen before countless times throughout the entirety of X-Wing. You know what I mean? Like the three, the Jump Masters when they first came out. You know, the three Jump Masters, everybody was going, oh my God, can't beat them. You know, um, and then et cetera, et cetera, you know, pal bases. And, oh, the, the Jump uh, Masters is a great example because it was all about range control because they were trying to missile you to death. And you're right. like, okay, well, how do I play range control when I can't visualize this thing's weird you know, 
right NASCAR because it was new yeah it was new it's a new dial yeah and it was it was a pretty efficient dial too um so i mean like it, it, and it's essentially the same thing or kind of um the the towards the end the the ghost um you know fen list and then the also um miranda lists and stuff like that so it's kind of akin to that you know what i mean we're essentially uh, something that's new uh nobody can really figure out you know how to how to fly against it because it's very easy to figure out how to fly it it's much harder to figure out how to fly against it um so essentially yeah it's just it's it's a it's it's uh it's essentially seal clubbing you know what i mean like it's just yeah. you know for those people that are just not experienced with it they're gonna get they're, they're gonna get beat they're gonna be bad uh and it just creates easy tournament wins um against the floor and then you know as you start racking up those wins you get three or four wins you know i'm not, I'm not saying that it, it makes the entire tournament experience easy uh for the player but you know, it, at the ground floor, you get a couple of easy matches in the beginning. You may be able to pull two or three wins without really having to think hard. Yeah. Um, and then essentially, you know, you play a, a shorter tournament than everybody else is that could be playing a list that just, you know, takes a little bit more uh, out of you uh, than, you know, each opponent that you're facing. Um, I mean, here, so. here's where I would look at it. Here's my baseball analogy for it. It's not as huge an advantage as you needing four strikes to strike out. You know, it's not it's not an insurmountable. Like if if you needed four strikes to strike out, you'd never lose a baseball, right? You'd win every game. But it's probably akin to having like four fouls. You know what I mean? It's like it's that slight advantage that ups your win percentage quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It you don't win everything, but man, if you could get five fouls before you were out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I bet you win a few more. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, also in the top eight here, we've got Mario Laredo, um, who is running uh, as a first order list, uh, Hollow with Proud Tradition, and three of the Signer Jameis engineers. Um, so the Signer Jameis recently went down. Obviously, they're, they're down to 48 points now. So um, you can get three of them in here with, uh, with Hollow and Proud Tradition, which is a, a great value. Um, Proud Tradition is a great upgrade on on Hollow specifically because um, because Hollow can can push that uh, that stress token um, off and uh, and not have to worry about the the negative of uh, getting false traditioned <laughs> um, by by being stressed. So it's uh, I think it's really good and, and Hollow actually is um, is kind of. Uh, like a little bit of a hidden gem. Um, uh, Hollow's been doing really well, like with cut rate and and stuff like that um, so far. So it's Hollow is something to keep an eye out on. Um, you know, I think that's a that that's definitely a ship that's performing pretty well. It's a five, so it does get to move above those Petronaki aces. Um, but I think I think that I mean the the Sander Gemis is also just a great value of 48 oh, yeah. points. It's just, it, it, and the silencer itself is, it's just such a good ship. Yeah. Um, that it's a steal. So, I mean, being able to fit three with hollow, I think it's more of, uh, a good uh, reason why that list did well. Yeah. Um, rather than just hollow in a vacuum. Oh yeah. For um, sure. you know, having three of those in the list is, is significant. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that is uh that's a, that's another fun one. Um let's see. 
anything else. Um, you know, you, well, it's it's kind of funny because like the top eight was I think half half of them were Petronaki Ace <laughs> lists. So it was you know, and then I mean, it was certainly a dominant build in this yeah, event. Yeah, for sure. So, um, all right. Well, I think uh, any, anything, any any last words we want uh, want to put forth on Dathomy here before we uh, hit the halftime. Uh, yes, I would like to actually, Go since you asked. Um, Dathomir is home to the uh, the witches, right? Uh, it is, yes. 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 Um, I hated Mother Talzin in Destiny, and I'm glad she's not at X-Wing. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah. She was obnoxious. All their abilities are based on the cards in your deck having an odd cost, which is stupid. It makes... Nope. I haven't seen any episode with any of the witches, but I'm going to assume it makes no sense, and it's bad game design. Um, yeah, I don't know the odd number card thing. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I, I, it does not because they're like, well, this ability only go off half the time. It's like, yes, if you're bad at building decks, yes, that yeah. is how that would work. Yes, yeah. unless you just you know had any clue what you were doing at all, in which case this will be broken. And for some reason, like the witches cards in that game, they're like a subset where they get like five characters and like ten supporting cards, mm-hmm. and like Darth Vader doesn't get that many. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Mother Talzin is about equal to in in impact in that game as like Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker combined maybe yeah so I don't know what fanboy wrote that crap but I'm glad that none of them showed up at the tournament this weekend that's that's good yeah that's good. did anybody play <laughs> Rancor this weekend uh is no. Rancor still a pilot Rancor I don't think Rancor is a pilot on anything I thought he wasn't uh, he wasn't 1.0 right there's a Rancor uh, wasn't there a TIE fighter somebody look it up well well well, join you after the half, and somebody will tell me whether I was right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I do. I do have one comment to make here, um, and I know we're we're, we're zoning in on this. Um, I thought we were zoning out. <laughs> the, yeah, right. Uh, the Petronaki, um, but I'm counting here. I just did it while you guys were talking, and I'm counting six lists in the top thirty-seven that have Ray and ZZ. Uh, yeah. for the resistance man i was picking um, that weeks ago yeah so else at? <laughs> yeah i mean i i mean we all i i think well, and that they went episodes, down in points yeah they dropped yeah. their points yeah when we talked about the points changes for the resistance uh we talked about how you know cheap ray got and zz mm-hmm. just being efficient uh, so that's something to look out for uh you know i i don't know how it does against the um this the petronaki swarm I'm um, guessing not great, but yeah. But I don't, I don't love taking a bunch of shots with that shit. I, I think the pro, I think the thing is is that that list is is probably real. I think that list is very good against the field and um, not really good at all against this against the the, the six Nantex because Ray is just gonna get I, I just gonna get burned down. I don't know how any fat any large ships really kind of survive against this thing. I'm going to steal this idea because this was not an original one for me. But what would be really cool in my world, because I love large base ships, is if FFG completely misinterprets the data, sees that large base ships are not competing, ups the point cost of the Petronaki, but also drops the point cost on large base ships because they didn't see that those were two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I can play Lando in like a just freaking... <laughs> I'm going to play Lando at the end of episode freaking nine, all right? All right. I'm going to play Lando with 10,000 ships behind him. <laughs> and I'm gonna have Wedge as my gunner. 
I like it. <laughs> they do need to come out with a wedge gunner. That would be awesome. Yeah, just the same text as the other wedge. I'll yeah. Put them on, I'll put them on my resistance falcon, <laughs> and I'm just going to fucking I'm gonna run around with my lightsaber fully ignited. <laughs> Get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, um, you know, we're seeing Dash show up a little bit, too. Um, Bartage, uh, one, uh, when top 32 with uh with dash with trick shot biston perceptive co-pilot and the outrider title um along with uh chopper um in the vcx with sagarera and zebarelius so that's another um archetype that is starting to show up a little bit and again it's one of those things that it's something that is probably really good against the field um but is is not great against the uh the, the Petronaki aces, although that's not what he lost to in the cut. Actually, his game was on stream and I think he lost to an Imperial list. Um, actually it was, um, Stefan Gunners Sveinsen. Um, which I actually met Stefan at, uh, at worlds last year because, um, uh, our names are close together alphabetically. So we were sitting next to each other at the tables while, when they were doing like the roll call. And, um, it was a really, he was a really great guy. We, we, we got along famously. He's from Iceland, and uh, but he was flying uh, Vader, uh, fifth brother, Sunterfell, uh, list, and that's that's actually what what took out Bartosh. So and in Iceland, Carlos is a famous photographer. Carlos this is, is a true. famous photographer in Iceland. He's got. I do have. I do have highlights. credits. That's got, right. Yeah. <laughs> Ask him about it sometime. Next time you see him. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to uh, Stefan or Steppe, I think, uh, was, was, was the is like Steve in Iceland. So that's the that's the nickname. Steve. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. But all right. Well, that's uh, th- that'll wrap up our our talk about Dathomir for right now. And we'll uh, we'll hit the break and uh, go to the news desk. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some more uh, some more points changes for the resistance and republic. Or, I'm sorry, Republic and Separatists. That 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 thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, do we need to talk about more Separatists? We, we'll skip. I mean, we're not. Yeah, we'll skip through the Separatists pretty quickly because we've. I think we've talked about it for the most part. Take so. that, dead horse. Yeah. Well, we we won't beat that dead horse too much. <laughs> All right. This week in Florida, a 22-year-old Florida man was arrested after Pasco County deputies say he went to a CVS, stripped naked, and then laid on several dog beds. Deputies say Jeremiah Patterson, 22, of Odessa, was at the store Tuesday when he took the beds to the bathroom and went to sleep on top of them. He's facing lewd and lascivious charges, according to the Bradenton Herald. He's also charged with theft because the store could not sell the dog beds after the incident. Hey, everybody, welcome back for the second half of Florida Man Plays X-Wing. And uh, we're going to talk about some of the points updates. Um, this is the kind of the last of our points updates overviews with uh, the Galactic Republic and the Separatists. So um, we won't have a whole lot to say about the Separatists just because we've talked about the <laughs> talked about the, the Petronakis um, and the Nantexes to death. So um, but we'll we'll go over the rest of the stuff that happened there. Um, we're going to start off with the Republic. So, um, starting off in the Republic, the first thing up here is the BTLB Y-Wing. A uh, number of these got point decreases. Um, Anakin, Oddball, Archer d 2 Goji, uh, and the two generics all went down. 
in price. Anakin got the biggest point drop. He went down five points, down to 55. Um, Oddball went down two to 42. Um, R2-D2 went down three points to 32. Goji down to 29, uh, three points drop. And the two generics, the Shadow Squad and the Red Squad, down one point each to 31 and 29, respectively. So what do we what, what do you what do we think about the these Y wings coming down in price? I mean, Anakin got a big drop. Um, he was really not really seeing any play. Um, I, I always thought it was kind of strange um, to have like this kind of I six ace uh, in a in a Y wing chassis. But <laughs> well, I think his ability is a complete mismatch for that ship. Also, so I don't really. Yeah, I mean his ability makes a lot of sense on the Jedi Starfire. I don't think it really makes any sense at all in a Y wing. Yeah, it's it's definitely strange. I mean, I think they do have. I mean, they've got more reds, but it, yeah, it it feels weird because it still feels like it's Anakin. It feels like you're trying to be AC in a Y wing, which doesn't yeah, make, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that makes sense at any point cost. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> So it's 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 kind of weird. I mean, he's got the three force points. It's, I mean, I, I've seen so I've seen some people try him with like proton torps and stuff because um, because he's got the three force points, he can be a really good munitions carrier. But it, it's just in a chassis that's not maneuverable enough. I I don't think to really kind of make make great use of it. So um, I think even at a low enough point cost where I'd play him, that low point cost would feel strange. So yeah. I just don't. I don't see it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, Oddball, I think, is still just Oddball. He's he's a meme. Uh, <laughs> um, so R R two D R two D two, I've seen played um, a little bit. Um, and you know, his ability at the start of the engagement phase, if there's an enemy ship in your rear arc, you gain a calculate token. Um, so. That's that's a nice little ability. I think the big thing with him is that he has a crew slot instead of um, the gunner slot, so he's a little bit different than than the other. Uh, uh, oh no, he has a crew and a gunner, so um, so he has a crew instead of the astromech. That's it. So you can run like C three PO with him, right? I think there's a yeah. Uh, so there's there's some interesting options there with R two D two, and he's pretty cheap at 32 points so you can kind of do some different stuff with him because he's got that crew slot um so uh, that you know that that could kind of create some interesting options I, I think um carlos what do you what do you think about uh r2d2 here um yeah i mean i, I like his ability the flexibility with the crew slot you got to be careful right you know as soon as you introduce a crew that could make that specific um ship I don't know, I guess, and just the combination of, of uh, upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, just this potential there uh, for something to get screwy. Um, but besides that, I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm not super interested in this Y-Wing um, mm-hmm. chassis or like a super impressed with it. Yeah. Um, I did see it made the cut though. Um, so, I mean, it, that's exciting, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think it was one of two Republic lists in the cut at this uh, at, at Dathomir. I'm trying so, to figure out whether or not both of them had, and I, I believe they did. Um, so one of them had four Gold Squadron troopers, and the other one had 
Yeah, that uh, one was Anakin with proton torpedoes. Yeah, the the one well the one with the four gold squads and Anakin was that was the Delta Seven B Anakin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Sorry, uh, but the other one with Anakin, uh, it must have been the uh, the other Anakin. Sorry, the, the um, Naboo Starfighter. The Naboo Starfighter, yeah. It was passive sensors and proton torpedoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing since this one can't have a um, system slot, or what is it called now? Is it system still? System, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess that was a thing. So yeah, only one list. Um... Or sensor slot now. Oh, shit. Hold on. Sorry. Gold Squadron Trooper. Not, not a white one. No, no, that's yeah, that's the uh, the V nineteens. Then never mind. Then never mind. <laughs> and then the result is still that I am very not uh, impressed with the chassis. So yeah. <laughs> okay, so going on that a little bit, and this isn't necessarily related to it being the points change that are going on with it, but just this chassis in general has always struck me as sort of an interesting mix of upgrade slots in a faction that has a small number of options. You know, there's just not that many Republic ships in general. So the fact that this one can do some things the other ones can't, you know, you can get a gunner, you can get a crew, you can get, you know, even talents are actually a little hard in a faction where your ace is based solely around having force powers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And being able to beat, it's your bomb dropping one. You know, I guess you can get torpedoes in the Naboo Starfighters too, but you know, it has some upgrades that are not common in this faction because there's so few ships in this faction. I wonder how useful Y-Wings are going to seem once you get the LAATs in there. Yeah, because that's bringing a lot of new crew cards into the it's faction. It's bringing a lot of new crew cards, but it's also like one that has a crew slot and has a gunner slot. And I'll be less impressed with those things on R2 once I can have them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'll actually be really interesting. I, I don't know I haven't done any research on this one. I wonder if that R2 can actually play a few of the crew and gunner um, upgrades that are coming out with the lat. Uh, yeah. Because aren't there several? There's like Ghost Squadron or Wolf Squadron or... Um, yeah, there's uh, yeah, there's a lot of different ones I don't here. remember what they're... I, I don't remember what they're specific... There's uh, uh, Suppressive Gunner, um, which is while you perform an attack, you can spend a focus resu- focus result. If you do, the defender gains a deplete token, unless it chooses to suffer a damage. Okay, so might be some actual interesting things you can put on that R two. Mm-hmm. I do feel like I'm looking through the rest of these guys too. I th- feel like Oddball is another one that also that Oddball is in multiple ships, right? That's why he's a meme. Yeah, but like that's also not an ability I love on a Y wing. <laughs> it's not an ability. It's like bullseyeing things with a red maneuver or red actions. It's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Um, yeah. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of strange. It, it will be interesting to see with the new crew and gunner options that come out, you know, and depending on what the price point of the lat is, um, you know, does R2 kind of become a good carrier if he's just cheaper than the other than the other lats possible um, you know that's that's a possibility if, if you're just trying to get a particular crew out there for for support purposes so it, it depends i mean um the other gunner is clone captain rex so while you perform an attack you may spend a focus result if you do each friendly ship that has the defender in its bullseye 
may gain one strain token to perform a focus action. Certainly not loving that on R2. Um, no, well, I mean, it's... My inability to use the focus action makes yeah. it a lot harder to use. Yeah, yeah. I think the... Um, well, I mean, you can perform the focus action. This lets you perform it. You don't have to have a focus action on your bar. Um, oh, it actually gives you focus? Yeah, yeah. It just lets you perform a focus action, whether or not you have the action. Hmm. Oh, no, well, you have to spend the focus result. Yeah, you have to spend a focus token. Oh, no, it's, no, I'm no, not no, sure no, where I got no, that. No, 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 you're spending a focus result. So ah, you basically okay. do the okay. attack and you just spend the result. The problem here is that where that could be interesting is with is along with CLT Jedi, but you don't have um, your, pilot, your initiative two, so you're shooting way too late with R2 to actually kind of make it useful to use with... You need to. Be, you would need it on a much, you know, higher initiative ship in order to make it useful with um, some of the Jedi, and and CLT. But, um, but anyways, that's that's just a another option. And then the crew they have. I mean, they've um, Kit Fisto, Plo Koon, uh, Wolfpack, and Yoda, um, and uh, Ghost Company is another crew. But that one requires a um, turret uh, action. A turret rotate action to 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 use it. So, um, but anyways, there there could be some interesting options here with R two, just depending on the crew you want to bring and what it does. And you know, maybe he ends up being the cheapest option to run that crew. So, um, okay. Now that I'm looking at, it, there's a couple of crew on there that do seem kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Just from a thematic standpoint, I kind of want Yoda and R two to fly around together. Yeah, I think right. that'd be funny. I just watched uh, Empire Strikes Back. They have some of the best scenes together. Yeah. I mean, just the idea of R2 with two force points seems crazy and weird. Yeah. Um, and also, I want to put Hondo on everything, so... Yes. R2 can carry Hondo, I'm happy. Uh, yeah, that, see, there He's you go. He's probably the cheapest thing in the faction that can carry Hondo. Probably, yeah, so... <laughs> and the one um, least needing to use his own action, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that could be, that, that, that could be interesting, just, and it, you know, because I, I, I think Hondo's going to be pretty cool, so it's, you know... Yeah. It, it, and, and anybody can take him. So, you know, just seeing what people do with him in each different in each individual faction is going to be kind of interesting. So, um, all right. So moving on to the Delta seven Aether Sprite, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Mace Windu and Plo Koon all got points increase. Um, they only they each went up one point. So it it kind of it just makes the list building with these guys a little bit more difficult. Um, there was a hyperspace list that I was uh, practicing with a couple months ago that I can't use it. It's not usable anymore because it had Obi-Wan and Plo in it and, uh, it puts it up over the limit a little bit. So I'd have to drop something off of it in order to make it fit now. So, um, yeah, I think that's just kind of further, um, kind of digging into the, into the Jedi a little bit, um, just cause of how, how good they've proven to be throughout time. So, um, it's it's a small increase. I don't I don't know that I really saw the necessity for it in this particular points update. I, it it didn't seem to me like the Jedi were you know super super oppressive lately. But um, you know they they decided to give him another point. So is what it is. Um, Carlos, I know you've played a fair bit of Jedi. What what do you think about about this increase here? Well, I think the point increase uh, came a couple of metas ago, right? Uh, with the Delta 7B. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, 
points jump. And I know for a while I, you know, tried to play around with CLT and see if it was just uh, comparable. But I, I think this the Delta Seven B, besides the, you know, adding the attack is is definitely the uh, adding the shields, um, just kind of beefing up the the chassis a little bit. Um, you know, so these points increases hurt. You know, with those pilots uh, going up, Anakin Skywalker with the previous point increase was basically unusable at his point cost. So, yeah. you know, the, the, those other, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Mace Windu were was just great. You know, having three Force tokens mm-hmm. um, is just huge. Um, they're minor. Uh, I'm not sure if these were attacking specific archetypes uh, that were popular in the past season. Um I think Obi, Mace, and Plo were basically just the three most popular Jedi. Okay. You know, they're the ones that probably got used the most in general. Um, and there was a lot of different, you know, versions. Now, CLT has been much more popular lately since the Delta 7B went up so much. Right. Um, and a lot more people have been flying it. And that was the, the hyperspace list I was trying out was a CLT Jedi list. So it was... Um, you know, I, 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 I like the CLT Jedi. I, I, and I've said this from the beginning. I've, I actually really like the, the CLT as an upgrade for the Jedi. Like, I like the play style of it better than the Delta 7B for me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, obviously, you know, when you had to combine the Delta 7B with the regen, obviously that. Uh, yeah, right. The top, but. Right, exactly. And I think, yeah, there, there's, there's been some changes where that's not either point efficient or is it even possible? I'm not even sure. Um, I mean, it's possible. It's just, I think it's possible. It's just very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I I definitely see you know because of the difference in, in price that you pay for it, uh, CLT being much, it's better than nothing, right? Yeah. Essentially, is yeah. what it is. Is that it's cheap enough where, you know, not putting CLT on there is like you know if you have the points to spare, which is what for these are going to be three or four points, mm-hmm. yeah, of course toss it on there. Um, yeah. You know, you get a bullseye, you get an initial die. Um, yeah. So essentially, it's not a bad upgrade just because it's such low cost. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just, uh, it, it's funny. I, I'm not really sure uh, where they fall on currently, um, you know, with, with what we're currently seeing, um, just based on the fact that, you know, they, we've known how force, um, how powerful it can be. Um, but you know, c- can you really hang with like two or three of these Jedi aces against a swarm like that? You know? Yeah, it's yeah. really. I I think that's what I think it's gonna start start being on everybody's mind. Is that you know do do you really want to run a list that's an auto loss to what the current meta mm-hmm. uh, is? I, I don't think that you do. Yeah. Um. Yep. I agree. So. Uh, all right, moving on to the Naboo Royal N1 Starfighter. Uh, the only change here was Rick Ali, who went up three points, three points to Rick. He's the boy alone. I mean, he he. I mean, he may be the most used single ship in Republic um, as far as a, the single pilot. Um, you know, because you would see him put in all sorts of different uh, Republic squads as a as just this really awesome little filler ship. He is, little, yeah, little and that's that's exactly that's exactly what he is. It's yeah. just. Uh, a cheap pocket ace that uh, will burn you if you ignore him. Yeah. So, so poor, poor Rick, three points up. 
um, which is, uh, which also makes a lot of the, the Jedi lists more difficult because a lot of them were, you know, uh, included Rick as that, and Rick as that third or fourth ship, depending on your, you know, on your, your, uh, setup. So, um, so yeah, so that, that just kind of hurts those lists even more, but, um, all right. The V19 torrents, um, they all pretty much all went down except for the gold squadron trooper. Um, so oddball kickback axe swoop, uh, all went down three points. Tucker went down two and the blue squadron protector went down one. So it's kind of interesting because the Blue Squadron Protector is now is now only 26 points. It's only one point more than the Gold Squadron Trooper. And, you, and I mean, you're, you get an extra initiative. So you get a three. You're up to a three instead of a two. In this particular meta, it doesn't matter because of the because of the Nantexes. But down the line, this this um, this could end up being meaningful because um, we already we've obviously already seen how good sinker swarms and stuff could be. I mean, it also um, adds elite, which you know. Yes. Crackshot swarms are not not a thing. Yeah. You know I mean? um, also, uh, specifically to the dedicated um, talent that's mm-hmm. for Republic, um, you know, you get to use that uh, much more efficiently the more ships that you have. Yeah. Um, so, it, yeah, for two more points each, uh, getting an initiative and getting a little bit defensive rerolls. Mm-hmm. Um, it's well, not you bad. You'd be able to run a list that has defensive and offensive rerolls, you know, a sinker swarm. Right. That's not, not a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's something. So it's, you know, it's, it's interesting that that's just down as far as it is. Um, and the rest of these guys, too. Just, I still don't think you're going to see many, if any, of these named pilots show up. Um, I'm just looking through their abilities to see if there's anything that like looks like it's really worth the points. At Tucker, I mean, you get a little bit of a um, action yeah. efficiency there. Yeah. Um, yeah. For but, two extra points over the Gold Squadron, it's 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 not that's a that's a nice ability. Yeah. It's just a filler. It's it's a basically if you were to have 27 points left, you know, the list, do you throw a Gold Squadron trooper in or do you just throw Tucker in? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I probably would just take the two point bid. Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, what you're saying is you agree with George Carlin, who once famously said, "Fuck Tucker, Tucker sucks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, God bless right. George Carlin. God bless George Carlin. Yes. Um, I had uh, I said one of his uh, famous lines today. I said, uh, "Imagine." You know, remember how was it? Imagine how stupid the average person is. Imagine that half, half, half of that. everyone else is dumber than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The um, I actually have, have any have any of you guys watched Bill and Ted yet? Oh, I no, yes, not yes. the new one. Yeah, no. I watched it Thursday night. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's a. Uh, we won't give any spoilers, but there's there's a little. You see, you get you get to see a little bit of Carlin in there. So. Nice. Um, but. All right, moving on to the upgrades here in the Astromex. Um, R4P44 uh, dropped two points down to three. Uh, that one is after you fully execute a red maneuver. If there's an enemy ship in your bullseye, you gain a calculate token. Um, that is a weird upgrade. It is a weird one, yeah. I, you know what I want? It's like I want to play that on, I don't know, Jedi? It's like, but yeah, Jedi want Anakin. like a pseudo force on top of their force? Well, yeah, it's kind of weird. I mean, maybe on Anakin. Actually... Like it's a Anakin, double bonus on Anakin. Anakin, y, Anakin yeah. in the Y-Wing, maybe? 
Um, you know, you just do reminds the- me of that part in Freddy Got Fingered where he just makes the cheese sandwich with too much cheese. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just yeah. have sandwiches without enough <laughs> cheese. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you're going to see this out, out anywhere, but you never know. I mean, like I said, maybe on Anakin and the Y-Wing um, just to go along with his ability. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know that it's worth it for that many extra... Like, what are you going to do with three force and a, and a calculate plus plus your action, you know, or I, I don't know. <laughs> so. Um, all right. And then R4P Astromech uh, went down two points from four to two. Uh, and this has two charges. Before you execute a basic maneuver, you may spend one charge. If you do, while you execute that maneuver, reduce its difficulty. Um, I don't know this. I mean, I think I saw somebody play this. Why? Why would you? Uh, OK. I. There are probably very specific reasons. Or for the same cost, you can just run an R4 Astromech. And that essentially does the same thing with the one and twos. I mean, so the like, reason if you're is... you like going straight forward. No, no, no. Straight uh, forward badass. Yeah. One and two maneuvers, all of them. Um, I know, but the uh, R4 like dash B can go straight forward and reduce difficulty. I mean, well, basically, like if you had like a three, if you had a three hard that's red, you can reduce it to a one. Yeah. Well, again, this could be okay on the on on Y wing. Um, you know, you put it on there, and and you can do your three hard as white. You can do your your four straight as white. But I, but I mean, like, I, I'm just I'm trying to think. And I'm like, okay, that sounds great for that one turn, and then yeah. you only get to use it twice. But like the R four Astromech, you. Essentially, okay, if you do the three hard, it's red. Cool. Your dial is wide open the next turn with mm-hmm. what blue maneuver you can do to shed the stress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I guess it would be the return of investment there. It, you know, there are the same same amount of points. So, essentially, if the R2 Astromech triggers three times over the span of a game, then it may be worth more. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't see it triggering more than two times anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, triggering into a point where you where you actually, like, I mean, it'll trigger all the time, but mostly uselessly. You Useless, right. A blue maneuver when you don't have stress is meaningless. Yeah. So, unless you're something like Kova. But, <laughs> um, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's that's it for the um, Republic points. Um, I figure we'll also go over the the, the Ladai article here real quick um, that they just put up the other day. So, um, let's see. We got a bunch of new stuff in here. Uh, so there's a new talent that it's coming with. Um, it's uh, limited to smaller medium ships, called Dead Eye Shot. And while you perform a primary attack, if the defender is in your bullseye, you may spend one. Uh, hit result or change one crit result to a hit result. If you do, the defender exposes one of its damage cards. So, I mean, that's solid. It just depends on how much it costs. It, it'll, um, you know, you could, I don't know. You could put this on any number of things. Actually, this might be, um, this might be pretty cool on Sunter, actually. Um, just giving him some, uh, way to you know kind of use his bullseye and not have to spend mods um and still and still do something with his attack 
I mean, I feel like he used this on some ship that rolled a garbage shot of like one damage. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. I feel like you're turning. You know what I mean? You're going from one. You're taking a hit off, so you're probably just not doing damage. So you're probably exposing the card instead of doing damage. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what you're what you're doing with it. I mean, I think, like I said, it just depends on the ship. I like I can kind of see it on on Sunter, um, as a as a possibility, um, but it it depends on you know depends on how much it costs and what what other kind of loadout you're doing with the rest of your squad. But um, you know, it's a it's it's a, a fun little talent slot that you, that I think you'll see show up here and there, um, you know, de- on, on some builds. So. Um, all right. So the, uh, the ship itself, um, there's the 212th battalion pilot, which is the two, two skill initiative. Um, it's got a, uh, two attack, um, bow tie turret. It's got one agility. It's got eight hull. It's got two shields. Um, and it's got two, uh, recurring charges for the ship ability. So the ship ability is while a friendly ship performs a non-turret attack, if the defender is in your turret arc, you may spend one charge. If you do, the attacker re-rolls up to two attack dice. Um, I mean, that's a really nice, just constant support um, ability that's out there. So like you, you throw one of these in with a, with Jedi or, or, or with a swarm. I mean... That's pretty. That that's pretty good actually to throw in with, uh, it, it, like, with a, with a swarm, like a you know, instead of like the sinker swarm, you could just throw one of these in and and get uh get some re rolls. You can do it at least. I, I think I would do two of these, mm-hmm. uh, just to maximize the efficiency in a swarm. Yeah, I am worried about the point cost of these though, just because of the high life. The fact that it has yeah. high life and being able to reinforce. Yeah, I feel like you're probably paying for some. Premium. Yeah, it's a red reinforce. But it's also a bow tie arc, and as yeah. I've, I've bitched about repeatedly on the show, it's like, man, they really do like. They think that bow tie is just it's so good. Yeah, you know, they're like, oh gosh, you could shoot at twice as many things. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah no, I can't. <laughs> Nothing is behind me. It's really weird that way. Yeah. So as far as actions, it has a a focus, a red reinforce, uh, a target lock. A, um, a rotate arc and a reload action built in. So, um, yeah, it's a really solid chassis. Um, you know, it's that's a pretty... I Actually, I think that's a, that's a pretty cool support ability. Well, it's um, a great ability because it's not action-based. Yeah. It's, like, it's not like I need to take an action. I just need to aim at something. Yep. Which, yeah. yeah, seems pretty reasonable. And I could really see this, like, like you said, Carlos. I mean, th- like, obviously always points-dependent, but... You know, if you can, because in this in the traditional sinker swarm, you had usually you would have sinker another arc and four of the uh, of the um, V19s, right? Right. So you know, if you could put two of these in um, instead of the instead of sinker in the other arc, and uh, and still have kind of the same swarm, and I think you actually get. I mean, you get more rerolls because you get to reroll two attack dice instead Correct. of one. Right. And um, you also, you know, they're, they're maybe not quite as big a target as Sinker himself was. So, like, you know, I know in the Sinker swarms, everybody would just kind of just go after Sinker. Go for Sinker, Trying yeah. to get rid of him as quick as possible. <laughs> but if there's two of these guys around, that, that's a little tougher. Um, 
to I mean, do. I, so. One argument against two of these guys, and obviously it'll be points dependent at the end of the day, is they can't actually affect each other. Right. Yeah. When a friendly ship performs a non-turret attack, so yeah, the fact they can't help each other is a thing. But yeah, yeah, it is. But I mean, generally speaking, sinker was you know usually there was always you would end up with some some ships out of the out of the side arc that couldn't you know couldn't use the ability and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, I don't I don't know. It'll be interesting. It, it, it'll I, you know obviously and and as it always is with these preview articles, we we, we never know what the points are going to be. So you know it, it's so point dependent but um that i think that could be an interesting an interesting thing um all right so uh there's an initiative four named hawk um his ability is at the start of the end phase each friendly ship at range zero to one that has a revealed maneuver of speed three to five may gain one strain token to perform a barrel roll or boost action um that seems pretty good let's see at the start Reveal mirrors to three five megan strain. So I, am, I will admittedly I cannot wrap my head around whether this is good or not. Just yeah, the timing is so weird. The timing like, do I wanna do barrel rolls and boosts? It's in the yeah, it's in the end, the end phase. It's in the end phase. I mean it's basically like decloaking, right? I mean it's it's Yeah. Uh, it's exactly what I was gonna mention. Um I think the interesting thing of so it, it limits to if it has a revealed maneuver speed three to five. So that kind of makes that that kind of makes you feel like you want to like put him with like uh, a bunch of naboos, right? Um, because they just tend to go speed three at least because of the ability. So I, I think, yeah, I mean, but I also don't know that things that went speed three to five generally end up at range zero to one of this guy. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, it's like yeah, things yeah. that are flying all loopy and fast like, yes. and this thing's a big fat ass. And yeah, you're right. I, I just. I feel like if they gave it to me for free, if it costs the same as like yeah. a two skill one, thank you, I guess. Yeah. If I have to pay any points at all, I'm probably not that interested. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not. But I, yeah, I could I, be wrong. I'm not banking on this guy too much. Um, he does, you know, you, you take the you take the strain to do it, um, which isn't bad because you're doing it in the end phase, which means you can clear it with a blue maneuver in the next phase. Mm -hmm on the next round so that's not that bad that's not very bad negative on it but um yeah i think that zero to one restriction is actually really painful for this i ability. feel like i'm doing a lot of work here and i don't feel like it i don't know yeah. I can you're doing all the heavy lifting joe thank you for, uh, for pointing that one out <laughs> i just i just feel like i'm gonna try to use this guy and one of the things that one of his restrictions will screw me yeah yeah and i'm like oh okay well yeah cool um, all right, then we got uh, Initiative 2 Hound. Um, after a friendly small ship in your uh, turret arc gains a deplete or strain token, if you have no tokens of that type, you may transfer that token to yourself. Um, so, I mean, is there anything in the... Uh, is there anything that you can think of in Republic that really kind of works off of deplete and strain tokens? I can't really think. Uh, of that, right? Well, dedicated uh, oh, gives dedicated, you strength right tokens. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that could be that could be useful. But he's only got one evade anyways, um, one agility. So it's not like he cares about having strain tokens on him. So. <laughs> but yeah, if you have no tokens of that type, so you can only really pull one. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. The the 
the question will always be asked in these. It's like, oh, it depends on the cost. No, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I would just take the generic, uh, probably still at this, at this stage. There's, there's no really added value to this. Yeah. Um, or something that I would be like, I'm going to go with Hound because of the ability. Now I'm going to use specific upgrades or specific things that give strain. Yeah. Just to use this ability once per turn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, yeah. There'd have, I don't to be some, that there'd have to be some ship out there with some like pretty incredible ability that is based off the pleader strain that he can help with, you know, but. Um, all right. Next up, we got uh, initiative three Warthog. Uh, after you or a friendly non-limited ship at range zero to two are destroyed during the engagement phase, that ship is not removed until the end of that phase. Woo! Fell wrath. Now this like fell's wrath, but for a swarm. Now that's yeah. something. Um, this is great. Yeah. This is a great ability. Yeah. Um, it's this is really good and i think this is like you know we were talking about the sinker swarms before and this guy in a swarm i mean maybe you know like sinker and this guy you know if you can afford it with like that's pretty pretty rad actually <laughs> no this is this is absolutely a great great ability mm -hmm. it'll have to be heavily costed so initially i'm sure we're gonna see it we're gonna be like it's not viable right now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it will be as soon as this starts trickling down. Cost. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be interesting. So, um, yeah, this is the that this thunder. Is, that was thunder, man. Wow. That was loud. Holy shit. Um, but yeah, this, this, this is a good one, man. I, I think it's, um, you know, every, obviously Fell's wrath was always kind of a joke, but that was cause it was just him. Um, you know, having an entire swarm of, of gold squadrons that you can't initiative kill uh seems pretty awesome <laughs> so um <clears throat> all right next up we got uh republic uh gunner clone commander or clone captain rex while you perform an attack you may spend one focus result if you do each friendly ship that has the defender in its bullseye arc may gain one strain to perform a focus action um yeah i think that's you know it's solid um again i don't i mean this could be something that you would put on uh on like a sinker or something else to help uh with a swarm um to help that swarm out um uh it's again it's, it's just going to be points dependent but uh i think it could be could be useful at times uh next up we got uh crew um republic crew fives after you perform an attack that missed, if the defender's initiative is equal to or greater than your initiative, place one evade or focus token on this card. Before you engage, you may remove one token from this card to gain one matching token. Um, so yeah, I guess it's just the defender's initiative is equal to or greater. Yeah, so you're just kind of. Uh, you, it's you, um. What's up? What was the uh, upgrade in 1.0 that I used with Ezra? Where if you missed, you would oh, gain a yeah. focus. Yeah, well, yeah, it was like any ship within like zero to or one to two or whatever that, that missed they a shot missed. gained a focus or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was... This um, is very similar. It is kind of similar to that, yeah. It, it's only for you, so you, you're not helping people out. That's the that. limitation, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to talk about. Is that The limitation is just your ship. Yeah. Um, but it's essentially kind of the same thing, but within mm -hmm. the bait. 
as yeah, well. The defender initiative thing is also a little weird. Um, so you, you kind of have to, you, you, you need to be a lower initiative ship in order to get really any use out of this. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think this card's kind of, this is a bust. Yeah. So yeah. Um, suppressive gunner, uh, which we talked about, this is a gunner slot. So this actually, this will be, uh, usable in any faction. Um, while you perform an attack, you may spend one focus result. If you do, the defender gains a deplete token, unless it chooses to suffer one damage. Um, I think this is a solid card. Um, this is, I think, and because it's open to other factions, I, I think you'll see this, um, you know, this is, this, this is just a, a, a really solid card, um, that's going to help. Um, especially a lot of the bigger ships <clears throat> out, you know, it's like um, those kind of high, high initiative fat ships um, with gunner slots. Um, this, this is an option. I think a good defensive option. So, so uh, when it says you may spend one focus result. So if you roll the dice, mm -hmm. you get a focus result, you spend it. Yeah. One deplete token reduces the attack dice, right? It reduces their their attack by one, yeah. By one, um, or it chooses to suffer one damage. Um, yeah, I mean the consequences are, are crap. You know what I mean uh, here for for the defender. Mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering if there is a situation currently where you can guarantee that focus result. I'm sure there is. There's got to be with all these ships that we yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to think of anything off the top of my head. Um, I'm thinking right now, I'm thinking about uh, the Resistance Bomber Venny. Oh, Venny? Venny, yeah. Because Venny, uh, I thought Venny, I think, I thought Venny was on just on defense. Maybe it's. Uh, why you defend? Yeah, if yeah. the attacker isn't a friendly, okay, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, wasn't there something else though that added? I don't know. Anyways. Uh, yeah, but something that adds a focus result, that would be interesting. Yeah. So it's basically guaranteed every round. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely an interesting defensive upgrade for, for um, high initiative larger ships. So, um, all right. Well, next up we got uh, Ghost Company. So this is a uh, requires a gunner and a crew slot, uh, Republic only, and it also requires a turret, um, a ro a turret rotate action. Um, after you perform a primary attack, if you are focused, you may perform a turret attack against a ship you have not attacked this round as a bonus attack. Um, and it also gives you a linked rotate to focus action. Um, I mean, this seems pretty good. I mean, this is pretty similar to um, Biston, really. Um, so... I would expect it to probably be in about the same price category, although it does require two slots. So maybe it would be a little bit cheaper because of um, just because it takes away some uh, opportunity. I mean, it's got a pretty heavy and weird restriction, but oddly enough, you actually, because this gives you, I'm sorry, because putting a turret on R2 gives it a turret action, mm -hmm. like their move turret one. Yeah. You actually can play this on R2. Yes. Which is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> like R2 flying around ghost company in a Y wing doesn't make any sense but it's fascinating yeah yeah so it, it's just another one of the kind of long line of like weird upgrades that can give you bonus attacks somehow some way um 
you know, there's a bunch of these gunners out there that kind of do stuff like this, but, um, yeah, this is, it's, I mean, it's, it's almost this, it's almost the same requirement as Biston. So it's, uh, you know, it could be good, but limit, you know, limited use. I think the double slot thing makes it much tougher though. Um, I mean, I think it's, yeah, for the LAAT. Yeah, yeah. Almost exclusively. The fact that you put it out too is funny, but I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, next up, uh, another um, crew gunner combo, uh, Wolfpack, um, Republic only. After a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 defends, if the attacker is in your firing arc, the defender may gain one strain token to acquire a lock on the attacker. Um. So it's after you defend, which is kind of nice because basically you, d you just defended and so then you can choose to take the strain to acquire a lock. So you're kind of, you know, taking the strain when it will hopefully be meaningless. And yeah, well, it says after a friendly ship. Um, so it can be you or it can be someone else as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Which is so still good, right? If you think that, you know, that the opponent is doing concentrated fire, they're probably not going to shoot at you next. Yeah. So, so this is this is pretty good, um, you know. Well, it's after that friendly ship defends, but yeah, this is definitely good, um, you know, kind of tech for the lower lower initiative value stuff. Um, you know, anything that's kind of getting shot at first, and uh, and you can get that lock and, and fire back. So um, yeah, this is this is a this is a solid solid one. This it's is kind of, it's kind of weird though because I mean you can get the target lock, but it has the same restrictions as just using the ship ability. You know what yeah. I mean? But you can still use the ship ability with a missile or a torp, but most of those don't spend your lock now anyway. It's very strange. Yeah, but you do need to have the lock in order to in order to fire it. So Yeah. Um, so so maybe that's yeah. Yeah, it's good for that. I mean I could see this on you know, I could see R two is uh going back to the R two thing, that R two could be a really good carrier for this. That's true. If R two's just handing out a bunch of uh on target locks all day. Yeah. It's not the worst use of his time. No. So I like that one. Um, next up, we got Crew Kit Fisto, uh, Republic only. At the start of the engagement phase, you may choose one friendly ship at range zero to one and spend one force. If you do, it may perform a red uh, evade action. Um, and it gives you one recurring force charge and a purple evade action. Um, at the start of the engagement phase. I like, actually, I like this a lot with um any like this is really helpful for the jedi um because they're just the the purple evade just gets used so 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 little um this this you know really gives them a chance to to, to get evade tokens um which is something that they're kind of sorely missing at times um because they're not usually willing to spend force on the evade i mean I just love the very literal art they used for this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, why do they call you Kit Fisto? <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> he just punches him. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know that I needed like shirtless cheesecake photos of Kit Fisto, but now that I have them, I don't know how I lived without them. I don't know how I lived before. <laughs> but, Coolio. But yeah, no, I, I actually really like this as a support as a support add-on for for Jedi squads. Um, you know, being able to being able to get some evade tokens on your Jedi is, and it's at the start of the engagement phase. So you, you, you get to see which, which guy needs it. Um, 
and who who needs to take it. So I, I, I mean, it is it is range zero to one. So I mean, your options are a little limited on that. But yeah, yeah, but it, it does give you you know something. It does give you the option. So I, I think it's you know, and like I said, that the evade token is something that the the Jedi are always kind of sorely missing. You know, you always feel a little bit naked on defense without that evade token, um, especially the CLT guys. So. Um, yeah, I, don't know, I think I, I like this upgrade, and I think it, it, it could end up being useful. Um, all right, next up we got Plo Koon, uh, crew, Republic only, at the start of the end phase. If you are reinforced, you may choose one friendly ship at range zero in your side arcs. Uh, at range one, um, oh, so, oh, I'm sorry, one friendly ship at range zero or in your side arcs at range one. That ship removes one deplete or strain token or repairs one face-up damage card. It has uh, one force, recurring force charge and a purple reinforce action. So, I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting ability being able to, you know, being able to pass out repairs and stuff like that. I, I, I get the feeling that this is going to probably end up being more expensive than you're going to want to pay for it. You're probably right about that. I mean, adding purple reinforce isn't nothing, though. I mean, no, I don't have an immediate idea what I want to do with that, but it feels like I'm happy that that's a thing that exists. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I I just I just feel like because it's a force charge card, you, you know, it's going to be probably in double digits. You know, ten. I think yeah. what is the cheapest? The cheapest card that it's gives basically you forces. Fifth brother gunner. Uh, no, no, uh, seven sister. Fifth brother gunner is up to like twelve points now. Is it? Yeah, I think seven sister is nine. Um, and I think that's the cheapest one that I can think of that gives you a force point. So, um, so I got to imagine it's going to be in that, you know, at least that much, if not more. And I don't, you know, I don't know if it's, if this ability is super worth it for that, but we'll see. Um, all right, next up, we got, uh, Republic only crew, Isla Secura, uh, while an enemy ship in your bullseye arc performs an attack, if the defender is friendly and at range zero to two, the defender may change one blank result to a focus result. It comes with one recurring force charge and a focus linked to a purple uh, coordinate action. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. It's, I don't know. What do you think about this one, Carlos? How did we lose Carlos? Joe, you got any, you got any thoughts on this one? Hey, uh, sorry, guys. Um, <clears throat> looks like I was muted. I'm having to, unfortunately, I, I can't pull up the um, uh, the article. Uh, what what kind of upgrade is it? Uh, what was that? What kind of upgrade? Oh, it's a crew upgrade, Isla Secura. Um, and it says, while an enemy ship in your bullseye arc performs an attack, if the defender is friendly and at range 0 to 2, the defender may change one blank result to a focus result. Okay. I've seen here now it's a it's a force upgrade essentially. Yeah. Um, so I mean it, this is you know obviously uh, one of those things you know they have to cost it accordingly because of the force. Yeah. Um, but I mean well it's a crew so I mean essentially they still have to be careful about it. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of tough because it requires the the ship to get a bullseye arc and right. it's a crew slot which means it's it's going on. It's not. It's not going on a Jedi. It's not going on something that gets bullseyes easily. Um, so it's going to be kind of tough to pull off. But it is. It is definitely pretty solid to be able to turn a um, a blank to a focus on defense, and um, you know, it could be 
could be something really useful um, as support for for Jedi again. Yeah. But, um, um, did you see here? Am I reading this right? It also adds to the action bar. Yeah, did it adds say, a focus. Yeah, it yeah. adds a focus uh, linked to a purple coordinate. Well, coordinate also very powerful. Mm -hmm. um, so essentially, I I would use this for those two things. Yeah, rather yeah. than the actual ship ability. That that just it's a bonus. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. since you don't have to spend a force token to get it. Yeah, yeah. I think you just just being able to do that purple coordinate, um, and not lose your own ship's action. So like you get that focus into that purple coordinate. Um, that's a really great support mm -hmm. support thing. So no, this is a great great card. Um, because if it's price, it's going to be priced based on the action economy it's going to be priced based on the force um and if they don't consider the ability too much into the pricing then that's a bonus but basically you get the ability for free yeah so all right on to the last thing here is um uh republic crew yoda after uh finally we get yoda in the game it's it's been a god it's been a long time like <laughs> i can't i just couldn't believe yoda wasn't in the game at some point between 1.0 and 2.0. Um, after another friendly ship at range 0 to 2 fully executes a purple maneuver or performs a purple action, you may spend one force if you do that ship recovers one force. Um, this is two recurring force charges, and it also gives you a purple coordinate action. Um, so another, you know, another good one, being able to coordinate things. Um, the ability itself... Uh, I mean, it, this is obviously meant to go with the, the Ada 2 um, Actus ship that's coming out because it has the uh, purple maneuvers on it. Um, and, you know, may, I mean, it's it's uh, it's not bad for the regular Jedi, too, because, you know, you perform that purple. It actually opens up that evade action. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think this Yoda's super solid, man. I, I think this has uh, got a lot of versatility to it. What do, what do you think? Oh, this, this is going to be awesome. Uh, I, I mean, it's going to be expensive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like you mentioned, it's, it's going to be um, used a little bit with the uh, with the other ship because um, uh, there's no other ship currently that uh, exists with purple maneuvers. Uh, purple actions, um, it's very limited right now. I, I know that the uh, Jedi currently do have, uh, the Delta Seven does have a, um, a purple evade. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I couldn't, I, I could count in one hand how many times I used that action when I flew Jedis yeah. uh, for a good while. Um, so... You know, I, I wouldn't look at it uh, for the synergy of the ability. This is kind of this, it falls in the same um, category as Ayla, is mm -hmm. uh, you're paying for the premium of the purple coordinate and the two force tokens. Yeah. Um, and then the ability is a bonus. Uh, but unfortunately, the ability does force you to spend a force token. Um mm -hmm. Essentially, you're transferring it. Um, yeah. So, you know, and that's a kind of the thing, right? Right. You know, a lot of these force abilities or force crews have an ability that, for you know, um, 
tells you to spend a force token for it. Yeah. Um, which, you know, it, yeah, the way it is, it, is it really as good as the uh, flexibility of just being able to use a force token for yeah. space, you know, reason? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. I, I, I like I like it. I think um, if you can find the right carrier for it, which might actually be R2 on in the Y-Wing, um, you know, that, that it could be could be pretty interesting. So, all right, um, on to the separatists. Um, like I said, we've, we've talked a lot about the Nantexes, so we won't get into any more detail on that other than um, they, they're they, good. They're good. Uh, they all went down in price. Um, you know, Sunfock went down nine points to 45. Uh, Berwer Kret went down four points to 36. Uh, Chertek went down five points to 34. And the Petronaki, Ace, and Gorgal went down eight points each, respectively, from to 30 and 28. And the Stalgassen Hive Guard went down five points to 29. Super efficient. They're good. Um, Sith Infiltrator, Order 60, or O66, um, went down a couple points down to 49. Um, you know, that's a, that's a fun little ship. I think uh, I've seen it around a little bit. It'll... Um, you know, it's a nice little point decrease for it, so it might might get some more more play. Um, all right, then the uh, another big one here for the separatists and um, is this is the vulture droids, uh, the separatist drone and the trade federation drone um, each went up a point, uh, so they're back up to their original price of twenty two points and twenty points respectively. Um, I think that's it's definitely more accurate. Um, I think, you know, especially the Trade Federation drone at 19 was too, was too cheap. Um, so that, that one point increase, it doesn't mean a lot in a, in a swarm when you're talking eight, seven or eight ships. So, um, so yeah, I think that's a, that's a meaningful increase that I think kind of brings the power curve on the, on the uh, Vulture Swarms kind of back into line with the rest of the game outside of the uh, Nantexas. <laughs> I feel like it was a good change, but yeah, you're right. The Nantex thing happening at the, you know, yeah, the Nantex happening at the same time. It's like, okay, well, it feels like I've just traded one swarm for another, but cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that was a thing there and the, um, all right. So then, you know, it affects a lot of the vulture lists, you know, like, like Duncan's list that he won the system open with. Um, you can't afford everything that was in it before you have to take a few upgrades out. So it, kind of levels that playing field a little bit so um I, I think it's probably the right spot at least for right now and honestly we're not going to know until something's done about the nantex because i don't think you're going to see a whole lot of the traditional trade fed dr swarms um out there um, because i think the nantex swarms just eat them for lunch so um all right so on to the upgrades um and snare went up quite a bit um would it go up like so all of the lower initiative um Initiative zero, one, two, three, and four went up to 21 points. Um, and initiative five went up to 24 points now. Uh, initiative six is still 28 points. Um, so this is just more about what we were talking about earlier with the Nantexes. They, they moved a lot of the cost of the Nantex into the ensnare upgrade. Um, and uh, which I don't, the, the funny thing is I don't really know that ensnare was really the problem on the, uh, on the small. It was initially. I mean, on the smaller ships. I mean, uh, on the lower well, initiative, it was on Sunfac well, for sure. No, but I mean, so track tractors in general were, mm -hmm. um, because remember that we we got off to a great start 
in 2.0 with the um, scum list with the Jakku gunrunners. Yeah. Um, essentially, the tractor, you know, whatever you want to call it, ability or just a tractor token, the way that it, it worked before the, the change was severely um, just... Basically, what's the word that um, a lot of the uh, the, the high-end players use? Where it takes the um, it takes away the control, basically from oh from agency, the yeah agency, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it takes it, it just it takes complete control away from from the player. Where basically the other player is playing with your ships. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and you know, um, once that got changed, and I don't, I'm not sure if the effect of the the change is is essentially has it balanced now, or has it to the point where uh, tractor beams or tractor beam effects are no longer good. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, it, when you're trying to apply it to opponent, but um, essentially that was the problem. Uh, so it can't. It, in lower level ships, may it may not have been uh, a quickly apparent issue with the Natex, but it would have been eventually yeah. if they never changed the tractor uh, yeah, effect. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, the snare went way up. I don't think you're going to see much, if any, use of it at all um, no. for a while. So, I'd love to hear somebody complain about it though, and you're like. Oh really? They're like, yeah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> right. But I, it just goes to show you here, right? What you said, where essentially they passed the the cost onto the upgrade, mm -hmm. thinking that that's the problem. Where we all were like, well, I thought I thought you guys resolved the problem. The problem was yeah. <laughs> the tractor effect. Um, now, you know, it goes to show that it was a little bit of a, a, a gap here and. And, and thought where, you know, the root cause of the issue was not, we, we talked about this earlier, the root cause of the issue was not just ensnare. It was the multiplicative effect of all the components coming together. Yeah. Um, which means that ensnare was just, just one part of it. Yeah. Um, and they just went very aggressive on these point drops. Yeah. Um, which is, uh, just kind of caused the uh, situation we're in today. Yep. So, all right. Well, let's let's move on down here to the upgrades. Um, the uh, tactical relay Kraken and TA one seventy five both went up a little bit. Uh, Kraken up to eleven points, and uh, TA one seventy five also up to eleven points. Um, they're know, the two most used, right? They're the two most used ones. It makes sense. It it also affects the you know it affects the the droid swarms a little bit too because that's another couple of points that they don't have to play with anymore i mean is there it, any one you prefer over the other now that it, they're the same points um it really depends on the build um i i like like the old seer swarm with crack with ta175 you know that i don't know if you can even do that like points wise anymore without having without actually having to drop an entire ship uh <laughs> But, you know, back when TA-175 was like, was five points, it was, I mean, five it was points. way yeah, it was too cheap when it came out. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it, the more ships you have, the better TA-175 is, uh, the fewer ships you have, the better Kraken is, I think is kind of how, and there's somewhere in the middle where it gets a little fuzzy, I think. But uh, eh, I think really with TA-175, you want to have seven or eight ships. Um, anything lower than that, you're probably going to go with Kraken. 
Um, but there's maybe six is a little fuzzy area, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's really it. This, this just kind of affects those, those, those droid swarms again. Um, but you know, even still these are actually, these, these were seeing less and less play, um, as people were kind of transitioning to more of like the like discords like the swarms didn't contain discords and and bombers and and stuff like that you weren't you weren't seeing kraken and ta-175 as much anyways so um but that's probably i mean that point the, the point cost they're the best ones it is what it is um we'll see if you know i wouldn't be surprised if they come back end up coming back down a little bit later on in a later points update because they just don't get used, but you know, we'll see. Um, all right. Uh, dark one probe droids went down one point to five. So, I mean, these were already pretty good. I, I and these are already getting a pretty good amount of use. I'm not really sure why you drop these down a point. I don't know. <laughs> what do you guys think? I think they're, they're great little, little payload. Uh, I mean, I went against some and, just getting the jump on the uh, the target locks and also extending the range of the jam. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it, it's good little payload. Yeah, and it's really weird. I mean, especially with this points update coming out just, you know, just recently. And then they're just about to drop the HMP gunships, um, which we're going to talk about here in a second, which have this built-in ability that uh, this built-in target locking ability. And so these Dark One probe droids paired with those HMP gunships is going to be pretty nasty. Um, just being able to get those locks at long range to set up the HMP's ability. Um, so they'll be good for one season until they get bumped up in points. Yeah, something like that. So I mean, sometimes you have to wonder if sometimes design just falls in love with one of their designs and wishes people would play it more. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, totally I mean, there, think, yeah. there could really be a, hey, this was a pet project of mine. I thought I did a really good job making this cool and thematic and no one likes it. I'm going to keep the points going down until someone does. Yeah. I mean, and I don't fault them for that. I like I like the idea of cool things being played more often. Yeah. So could just be that. Yep. So, so we'll see. But... Um... All right, well, that's it for the points changes for Separatists. Um, we'll move on to the HMP article that just came out. So the uh, the HMP gunship, mm. what's that? Do we want to do that one tonight? That's a that's a lot of lot of. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna wrap it up here real quick. Just we'll just we'll we'll finish it up. Okay. All right. So the um, you're this, recording, right? Yeah, make yes, sure. yes, yeah. we are recording. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the. Uh, the Bactoid uh, drone is initiative one. So the ship itself, um, the chassis itself, has a two-die, 180-degree front arc. Uh, it has uh, one agility, five hull, and three shields. It's got a calculate action, a target lock action, a red barrel roll, and a uh, reload linked into a red calculate action. Um, and then the ship that ability... That sucks. Uh, yeah, the, the <laughs> dials, oh, I mean, it's like, a, it's like all the other drones, but no, it's so bad. So the, uh, the ability, however, networked aim, um, is you cannot spend your locks to reroll attack dice while you perform an attack. You may reroll a number of attack dice up to the number of friendly locks on the defender. Um, so that's where those dark one probe droids come into play. Like if you can get, um, a bunch of early locks out onto some ships um th these these guys are just going to be double modded all game um 
which is well until that show does. Well, yeah, yeah, but but you know what I mean. Like they're gonna have they're they're gonna have double mods for kind of the majority of the game pretty easily. I prefer network calculations to be completely honest. Really? Um, huh? okay. I'm not. Sh- I mean, I don't know. It's hard to. Say, it's hard to say yet. I think this could be worse. I don't know. I mean, when I say worse, I mean like better. <laughs> like it's like that's just the like the amount of attack that that like just it just helps it because the biggest problem with with the Trade Federation drones is and with network calculation stuff is generally speaking they they don't have target locks. So they have a real problem with blank dice, and um, this guy is not going to have that issue. Um, now, well, these they, guys, I think, are going to be much more expensive, though. So, my, my my only thing is is specifically to the fact that you know, basically, essentially, you can't hold multiple target, you know, friendly locks um, unless you do like a swarm of these or something, where basically they all have this network aim. Right, so everybody's using the same thing. Mm-hmm. So essentially, let's say you do a swarm of these droid gunships, then yes, you may be able to be like, all right, let's put one or two or you know whatever on each one of the ships. Yeah, that way they kind of hold a constant. But the instinct is probably going to end up being is that you have them at least two or three on the ship that you want to kill first. Mm-hmm. Well, once that ship is dead, <laughs> yeah. now you have to relock something else. Well, the other so thing- essentially now you're, you're wasting that kind of efficiency halfway through the match. When you imagine you're wasting the efficiency when you're doing well, mm-hmm. because now yeah. you have to relock something else because that target's dead. Yeah. I mean, um, what, I, what I would so. probably do. Well, the thing about this network game is that it doesn't, count on the other ships having network aim like you could put one or two of these guys in a drone swarm and but like, then it, but the but the benefits not multiplicative no but it is but it, but if you put some munitions on these guys um you know then they're just kind of they're just hitting like trucks and with the way they maneuver and stuff like i i can see some lists where this gets popped in there you know where where it can just hit really hard and and Having like a, and we've we've kind of seen that with some of the droid swarms where they've started adding, you know, um, bomber the bombers, in order to get like plasma torps and stuff in there and have a couple of ships that hit a little bit harder, in the swarm. Um, this could also kind of fill that role as well in a different way. So I, I don't know. I mean, like I, I think it's a really really strong um, ship ability, and you know, mixed with the right stuff, it, it could be really brutal. Um, yeah, I, it, it gives you a little bit of flexibility. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't think that it's going to, like, overpower anything. Like, for example, if you do a, a drone swarm uh, of the vulture droids and then you bring a drone gunship uh, and you're able to bring the payload, right, mm-hmm. of the, the pro droids, that doesn't necessarily increase the efficiency than if you were to do that today with a bomber and then a bunch of drones. You see what I'm saying? Because essentially, you're still getting a target lock and you're still doing network calculations. So 
you know, you would at least have something close to, you know, a fully modified, you know, Mm -hmm. shot. Um, You're essentially doing the same thing, just in a different way. Yeah. Uh, If you're doing one gunship with a bunch of drones, the only maybe benefit to that, I would think, is that you, you like I said, you cap out, right? you don't need to have six target lock tokens. No, no, I'd probably, put, I'd probably put two on as many two or three. as I can, yeah. Right, exactly. You put two or three, and then you can kind of spread around a little bit. Um, and essentially, you're making the gunship a lot more effective mm-hmm. um, long-term than maybe that bomber would have been. Um, but, you know, then then it, it, would, it would be a math problem, right, that I'd... I couldn't even imagine how to start, which is essentially is network calculation still comes into play with yeah. the bomber, but not so much with the gunship. Whether the target locks go, some disappear, some don't. Um, so essentially, there, there's a lot of math involved, and I feel like it's kind of a wash, um, where essentially if the gunship is cheaper in that kind of play. Mm-hmm than a bomber would be in the same exact scenario, then the gunship is better. But the gunship is also, I think it has more hull and it has what, three shields? It's got the same um, amount of hull, and, but three shields. But three shields, bomber, yeah. so it's gonna be more expensive, mm-hmm. yeah. um, essentially. Yeah, and, it's, and it's got the, the, the arc, which is great, the, the, the 180 degree yeah. arc. Um, so I just I, I feel like the the price point is not going to make it to the point where like that ability is going to be like wow oh my god this is like you know like yeah this is much better than a bomber because of these just I mean, if, if nothing, specifically this reason yeah if nothing else at a bare minimum it basically just has fire control system built in right um, which is nice to have so. <laughs> Um, all right. So next up, there there's a three skill and um, generic, um, and then after that we got uh, DGS two eighty six. Uh, before you, he's also pilot skill three uh, or initiative three. Uh, before you engage, you may choose another friendly ship at range zero to one. That ship transfers one calculate token to you. Um, so that's kind of like a uh, this kind of like a network calculations um, for this guy for this one guy. <laughs> um, so he, he might work. He might be better in, in, in a network calculation swarm. But um, all right. Uh, Kehlani. So this is a, we got a tactical, a new, a new uh, separatist tactical relay. Um, uh, after an enemy ship executes a maneuver, if it is in the bullseye arc of a friendly ship at range zero to three, you may spend one charge. Um, if you do, that friendly ship acquires a lock on that enemy ship, then gains one stress token. It's got three recurring, triple recurring charges. So it can, this, this thing can recharge all three of its charges every turn. Uh, and it adds a calculate action. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just, it's just free, it's just free target locks like crazy. I mean, this, this is, this is really good. Um, I, I think it's probably, I think this is going to be up there in cost with Kraken and TA-175. Um, yeah, this is really efficient. Yeah. So, um, all right. The Next up, we got the configuration for the HMP droid gunship. Um, repulsor, li- repulsor lift stabilizers. Um, it's double-sided. Starts off inactive. So, on setup, uh, equip the side face up. Reduce the difficulty of your straight maneuvers. 
After you fully execute a maneuver, you may flip this card. On the other side, the active side, after you reveal a bank or turn maneuver, you must perform that maneuver as a side slip, then flip this card. After you fully execute a non-side slip maneuver, you may flip this card. So a side slip is um, you take the template and you put it on the center hash, um, so like a barrel roll, and you then, you know, it's basically like doing a barrel roll but you, ha you can only use the center hash marks. And, it, and you also have to go like inside of your firing arc. So you can't go like backwards like you would with um, um, like a, an echo decloak. Um, at least that's if I understood the way they were explaining it in here correctly. Um, so basically every other turn you can do this kind of sideways maneuver if you like, um, which it's a pretty, I mean, it's a very strange maneuvering flying pattern. So um, this is going to be one of those, you know, anybody who gets used to flying these or really good at flying these um, could be, uh, could be pretty, pretty deadly with them, I think. That's a pretty wild variance in places you can end up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really weird. And <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how that how that kind of plays out and, and like how hard it, how hard it is to use or easy. And, you know, it's, there's a lot to, it's because it's every other turn, you can't just constantly use it. That kind of puts an interesting limit on it. So, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out, but I think it's a pretty neat ability. So, all right, next up, we've got the multi missile pods, which uses two missile slots. Um, it's an attack, uh, requires either a calculate or a target lock. Um, it has uh, two dice, 180-degree uh, arc, range one to two with the little missile icon, and you get five charges. Um, so you spend one charge. If the defender is in your front arc, you may spend one charge to roll one additional attack die. If the defender is in your bullseye arc, you may spend up to two charges to roll that many additional attack dice instead. So you can get up to a four-die attack um, with this if you can actually bullseye something. Um, and then, so, you, you know, two out of the, you know, very side of the 180, the 45 degrees on either side of the 180, three die on the, uh, in the regular front arc or four die in the bullseye, um, if you choose to spend all those, uh, all those chargers for that. So, um, I don't know, this is kind of interesting. I mean, it's, it, this is, uh, this can be used in other factions as well. It's not restricted. It's, a, it's, it's the double missile slot, so it can be used on all the ships that, that might possibly use barrage rockets or stuff like, stuff like that. Um, I don't know that it's going to replace barrage rockets unless it's just way cheaper. So, I don't know. Um, all right, next up, uh, Initiative 1. <laughs> I like how you don't know and you're assuming we don't know, but you're right. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, uh, you assumed correctly, you, sir. You assumed well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, a lot of words. You used a lot of words there. I used a, a lot of words, yeah. So, <laughs> um, All right. Well, initiative one, uh, DGS 047. After you perform an attack, if the defender is in your front arc, you may acquire a lock on it. Then if the defender is in your bullseye arc, it gains one strain token. Um, oh, yeah, I hate good. this card. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, see, I don't think it's good because it's after you perform an attack. Yeah. So it's like, cool. You know what I really want to target lock is after I already done shot at a guy? Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And it's like, and I got to line up a bullseye and give him a strain. Yeah. And like somebody else might shoot at him after that, except I'm um, initiative one. So mm-hmm. I mean, I think I, I think I hate this guy. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're throwing him in with a bunch of other initiative ones, it could be okay to hand out the strain. Um, yeah. It seems it seems like it seems like that same thing we were talking about with the L L A A T. It's like you know, it feels like you put a lot of restrictions, and I don't feel like I'm getting that much. Yeah. So. All right. Um, next up is a double cannon slot, uh, synced laser cannons. Um, this is a three attack dice out of the front arc, uh, range two to three. Um, attack. If you are calculating, the defender does not apply the range bonus. Um, I mean, this is going to be a really, really good upgrade on the HMP itself. Um, there's not many other ships that can actually run it. IG. IG can run it, so it could be uh, the, the the attack shuttle, right? The ones for the Empire. Um, the gunships. Yeah, uh, they actually don't have two cannons. The spots. Alpha class. Yeah. They don't. No. I thought they had a configuration. They, they... they have a configuration that gives them one. Ah. Uh... So they the sensor. They also wouldn't be calculating so much, or they care. Yeah, they wouldn't be calculating. Oh, you're right. Okay. Um, but Iggy's. Calculate and fire cannons. Yes. So it, it could be a all of the above. Be, yeah, could be a solid yep. upgrade for for the for the Iggy's. Um, you know, technically you can run it on a B wing, but you can't calculate, so I don't know why you would. Um, so unless you know you have some sort of weird way to get calculates, but uh, I interesting. Think it's, yeah, I think I'm it's, gonna do things weird ways. I'm gonna do it for more than I calculate. Yeah, right. I I'm mean, gonna I do guess, it for at least a twenty dollar bill. <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, but no, I think this is going to be like this, this cannon is, I mean, it obviously can be used other places, but it is really designed for this HMP. This thing is going to be like brutally good. I think on the HMPs, um, depending on this, obviously depending on cost, but, um, cause they're already probably going to be a little bit more expensive. Um, I don't know, man. I would not count out the IGs. I wouldn't that's count why out. I'm, that's why I'm excited. No, no, it's definitely not a bad, cause like. A lot of times with the IGs, you're just looking through, especially if you're running B, right? Like you're going to throw right. another. No, yeah, you run yeah. B. Yeah. yeah. They haven't, they haven't had a cannon I wanted to play in that build. Yeah. I want it to be sub five points, so it's not even kind of competing with, with heavy laser cannon. Yeah. But I still think I already like it better. Yeah. So, so yeah, this is definitely a possibility on the Iggies. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a solid cannon on certain ships. So um, it, I think it has limited range of use but um the ships that it does work on it, it it really works on so um well you always you always want to take that range three uh bonus out you know on the yeah. initial go through oh yeah so yeah so all right next up we've got the initiative three uh Onderon oppressor um this is a double limited ship so you can double dot ship so you can run two of them uh, after you barrel roll or side slip, if you are stressed, you gain one calculate token. So just some free calculate actions. Um, I, I think a lot of these kind of fall into the same category as like the named um, the named trade fed drones, uh, vultures and stuff that they're just not really going to get used. Um, but uh, they almost feel designed that way. Like we'll make it marginally better if you just had a couple of points or something. But yeah. like. You're not working. You're not doing any work to fit this in. Yeah. Well, you got you the yeah. You got the double double dot. You know, you can maximize two in a list. Um, 
you know, so depending on cost, if you want to, you want to bump the initiative, if you really think that you can make good use out of the, uh, mm-hmm. out of the ability, then awesome. Yeah. Otherwise, move on. Um, all right. Next up, we got the initiative two Gian Ocean prototype, also a double dot. Um, while you perform a missile or cannon attack, you may remove one tractor token from the defender to reroll up to two attack dice. Uh, this seems like oddly specific. Um, like you kind of have to run like Nantex is within snare or something. So like, like for all of rerolling attack dice with specific yeah, attacks yeah. on a ship that target locks things and yeah. like has a built-in, I am just lost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this one's not good. No, I don't think so. <laughs> all right. Well, last last but not least in this article is the concussion bombs. Um, these look nasty so this is a bomb it's a single bomb slot it can or payload it can be used in any faction um during the system phase uh if any of this cards so it's got three charges during the system phase if any of this card's charges are inactive you must spend one to drop one concussion bomb if able otherwise you may spend one charge to drop one concussion bomb so basically once you as soon as you kind of fire off the first one of these or drop the first one um you have to continue dropping them until they're gone (laughs) um which is kind of interesting so it's a little weird because like you know you don't want to end up in a situation where you're accidentally bombing yourself and you can't stop but (laughs) um so you got to be careful of that but um but anyways that's that's just kind of how it goes off the actual um the actual bomb uh what it does is uh, when the device detonates, each ship and remote at range zero to one is dealt a face down damage card. So through shields, um, then each ship at range zero to one must expose a damage card unless it gains a strain token. So that that's a nasty bomb. I, I don't know. I don't know about what you guys think, but I, I think that is a pretty pretty disgusting bomb. Oh, that's pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, the no dice on it is uh, pretty darn, pretty darn happy. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's almost it's almost a proton bomb, except you have a little bit of a choice. But remember, yeah. this choice comes right before the engagement phase. So taking yeah. a strain token is, is almost as dangerous as yeah. taking the card face out. Yeah. Because you're just about to get walloped by well, something it, with a it, proton it, torpedo or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, and the other thing too is this: this is incredibly punishing to certain ships. Um, so anything that's like, uh, like, um, tie tie advanced V ones, right? What that only have two hull. Um, the fact that you can just blow one of these off the board with two bomb drops is it's back to the yeah the proton bomb era where yeah. basically you could kill Corn on two proton bombs yeah. without him ever shooting. Yeah. So, yeah, so this was, this is, this is, it's really good. And the fact that it's not limited to the faction or anything, um, you know, anything that, that drops bombs, um, this is, uh, this is, everybody's going to be looking at this, uh, you know, and again, points dependent, but, you know, anybody who is going to take a, a proton bomb might be taking this instead. Um, so, I, I don't know, I, I just... Independent, you know, like I said, it's matchup dependent, but this thing, this thing can just be really brutal against against certain ships. We made the comparison, right? So, a proton bomb is five points. Is this weaker or better than a proton bomb? 
well, I mean, you get three of them now. So instead of instead of two, um, now you do have to drop them in succession, uh, which means you can't. Once you decide to start dropping them, it's it's going to become a lot more obvious where they're going to end up from that point on. Um, but yeah, so I I, I mean I. I think because of that, it may actually end up maybe right around the same price, if not maybe a little bit cheaper even. Um, but I think it's, I don't know. If you can get it to hit, it's its its nasty. Because um, you don't want to flip the card. I mean, you're probably, gen generally speaking, unless, unless, you know, you're probably going to take that strain token. Most, most people are probably going to take the strain token, I would think. Um, unless you just got a crap ton yeah, of yeah. all and you don't care. Yeah, you're you're probably gonna take the strain token. Yeah. So um but yeah, I don't know. I think it's and the proton bomb the proton bomb in two point is uh suffer crit damage which still actually does go to shields, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The proton bomb in two So it doesn't go shields. under shields. So it most likely will be much more expensive than their current proton bombs. I, I mean, I, I can see it going either way. It depends on how they value the um, the way that it drops, like or as, as like a negative against it. So because it's right. like, you know, you just have to just you're just you're just spitting them out for three straight turns and it become, you know, there's that I think drops the value I think of them because they become obviously much more predictable. Um, not if you're not if you're good at X-wing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, they become predictable, quote unquote. But like you set it up to the point where you know what I mean. You you know where you're dropping the first one, and then the second and third one are of no consequence to you, but of consequence to the other. Yeah. And that, that that's really what it comes down to, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is if you can set yourself up for that first bomb drop and plan two more turns ahead. Yeah. So anyways, this will be an interesting one. And, um, you know, you'll see it. I think you'll see it all over the place. Um, if it's anywhere near that plasma torp or the plasma bomb, uh, I'm sorry, proton bomb range of point cost, I think you're going to see it on, um, used in a lot of different places. So um all right well that that wraps it up for uh for this evening um what one other point about the hmp yeah, before yeah. i before go i let you it. guys go on that one has anybody else ever gone on the terminator 2 ride at universal uh not a very long time it closed in 2017 mm -hmm. but this thing is totally from there and not from star wars yeah <laughs> go, go look it up i'm, oh, I'm sure yeah. you can find find images Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. This thing, I, honest to God, thought... I couldn't remember if the Terminator 2 ride, I had to go look it up, was at Disney at some point. Yeah. Because, like, you guys just kind of ported this one over. Yeah. But no, apparently that was at Universal, so somebody probably can get sued. Yeah. Yeah, no, this, sh this ship um, was from the Clone Wars cartoon. It, it showed up a, a fair bit in the in the Clone Wars cartoon. I think Probably um, right about the time that uh, that uh, Terminator ride got closed down. Yeah. They were probably out of work, and they were like, well, uh... I guess I'll just go to this other animated thing. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it does look a lot like this. But, all right, well, we got anything, uh, any any final thoughts or shout-outs anybody wants to make this evening? Um, the only one I have is that I see that uh, the Lima Open 
2020 is now being done uh, online. Oh, yeah. Uh, just like everything else is being done here. Uh, so uh, I'm not sure if, uh, obviously, we remember, but uh, for our listeners that we uh, helped out a little bit with the Buenos Aires Open uh, last year. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is the uh, next uh, South American tournament um, that was planned uh, from the success of that first one um, in Buenos Aires. Uh, fortunately, with COVID, um, you know, that, that took a hit. Um, so they are still running a, an event uh, virtually on Tabletop Simulator, just like we're doing... Um, when I say we, obviously the community, um, you know, we're doing with the, with these uh, galactic championships and stuff like that and everything else that's been going on uh, through Tabletop Simulator. Um, and the registration um, actually will be uh, donations. Um, so, um, so the registration fees will be going to supporting uh, COVID-19 patients in Peru um, obviously Lima is the capital of Peru. So, uh, these are obviously, uh, for a good cause, right? So, you know, you think of it as a charity event right now, especially with what we're going with. And I understand that everybody is dealing with, uh, simultaneously, but, um, some places may be limited on, uh, resources and others. So it would be nice to help out, uh, if we could. Uh, yep. so I'm, I'm thinking about registering. I'll probably register anyways, even if I don't play a single game. Um, but, you know, I'm considering to at least play, and depending on how I do, I may <laughs> uh, continue going. But that one is uh, November 28th and November 29th. Um, so there's still a little bit of time. I'm not sure when registration ends. Um, I'll take a look here, but uh, definitely look it up. Um, if you just go to look uh, or just Google or just go to xwinglimaopen.com, um, it'll, it'll take you straight there. Um, so that way you can take a look at the uh, information on the tournament um, and then see uh, if you'd like to join. Very cool. There are some definitely some prizes. Uh, they, they, they do have some exclusive prizes that are not um, digital, uh, which you know, will be nice, obviously, when things pick back up again. Um, you know, so top 64, top 32 uh, tokens, they have uh, templates, uh, mats, and stuff like that. So uh, uh, more likely than not, they plan for a live event. And then obviously, this happened. Yeah. Um, so essentially, all these uh, prizes are from a live event that would have happened. Um, Otherwise, so I would definitely be encouraged to join um, just to not, not only take uh, part of a, a charity event, but also, you know, obviously see if we can snag some of these exclusive prizes. Yep. Snag that swag. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, definitely, our, that's actually our new uh, our new catchphrase on the show. I, I like it. <laughs> snag that swag. <laughs> yeah, snag that swag. <laughs> snag that swag. So, yeah, so it's definitely for a good cause. So, um yeah, if you're interested in, uh, in another online competition, um, go ahead and sign up. Check it out. Here's a, just a little tidbit here. I'll do like this. The top eight templates, uh -huh. uh, they are IG-11 uh, themed from The Mandalorian. Oh, nice. 
and uh, two of the rulers um, have some of a uh, couple of his lines. First one says, "I will self destruct," <laughs> and the other one says, "I am not a living thing." <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I did like that. That was a, a cool little personal touch. Yeah. All right, Joe, you got anything? Um, no, sir. Nope. I am hunkered down. All right. I think I'm. Uh, I'm all out too. So we will call it a night here. Ready, boys? All right. Dials, Dials down. down. Bottoms, Bottoms up. up.